Welcome to the new podcast. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. I have Pat Corrigan, inventor, Blackwater golf course owner, and my fucking uncle. No messing, no messing at all. Would you like to say hello? Hello there. Well, Pat. All right. I want to show you these. What these are is, these are, this is snus. This is the new thing. You know, I can tell from you because I can fucking smell it off you. You've been on the fags. You've been on the fags forever. Please, what these are, this is snus. This is the new thing. It's like vaping, but what these is, you put them under your gum. So I'll try one. I think I'll, uh, I'll try one later on. I, uh, I'll leave one there right yeah. for you. So you were saying about... Yeah, you were saying about you were actually thinking about quitting. How does that work? Because, well, when did you start? Quitting smoking? No, when did you start even smoking in general? Um... When I would have, I would have been smoking a long time before I would have bought cigarettes because I wouldn't have been able to. I'm probably smoking since I was a kid because the father would drop a, the, he would have smoked cigarettes that didn't have a tip in them. So he'd yeah. drop the butt on the ground and I'd pick it up. And I even had little devices, little pipes and things that I could push the butt into it. And I, I'd get a little smoke out of it and it went on. Fucking dirty cunt. Yeah, I know. And I would smoke anything. I've heard people say, oh, I wouldn't smoke that brand and I wouldn't smoke that brand. I would smoke anything and I would drink anything, yeah. anything, as long as it had effect. Who cares? Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. You uh, were saying, what was it? Uh, I was going to say something was about, um, oh yeah, you used to, yeah, sure, you were always fucking invented, so you were building fucking bongs and all for the bits of shite fucking uh, <laughs> tobacco you find on the floor. That's mad. That's inventing. Well, you see, and what I used to use was the old fuses. They were yeah. made of porcelain, they were in houses, and they were... A porcelain tube around, oh, I suppose they were around 40 mil long, yeah. and a boot of a fag would slip lovely up into this um, fuse without burning your mouth. And <laughs> carry one of those with me everywhere I'd go. But um, no, I had no concern about where any type of drug ring came from uh, ever. Um, I'm not sure if it's laced, then you're getting something new, you're getting a surprise. Like, I always wanted to change from where I was right now, which is unfortunate. And probably that's what drove me to keep doing new things as mm. well, even in work. Mm. I never, I could never adjust to the situation that I was in at any given time. Yeah, could never, could never stay in it. And hence the drink thing, the same thing. I had to be in this, this uh, other phase all the time to function for I thought properly. But maybe everybody else didn't agree with that. Mm. But I didn't give a fuck anyway. Yeah, it's the way I was. Fuck them, like, exactly. You know, the thing is, though, I'd be, um, fuck, I'm not thinking of anything. You were saying, though, about, can I ask more about, you see, we'll get on to, I promise, we'll get on to the fucking brilliant shit you've done, because I know it's there. But um, would you mind if I ask more about your history with alcohol and those problems? Yeah, I was always a drink away from who I wanted to be and how I felt. One drink mm. away. And that worked fine for a little bit. Then it took two drinks, three drinks, and so on and so on. Mm. And over the course of uh, 15 years, I would have worked it up to a litre plus a day of whiskey and whatever else I could get my hands on. Mm. Um, 
very rarely um, would I get locked out or blacked out. Very, very, very rarely. Mm. Um, um, and it was just a, a it was the same dependence as cigarettes smoking. Very mm. same, same dependence. Engaged the same way. Towards the very end, um, after fifteen years of it, now there was breaks in between. Uh, I would have joined AA. I probably was with AA maybe for oh ten years. Mm. But it was in and out of AA, in and out, and in and out, and in and out, yeah. and um, I just with various counsellors as well mm. went to Asheree went to uh, Brewery another place I, I sort yeah. of ran out of counselling places I sort of ran out of uh, there's only so much you can fucking talk yeah and I've, I took that length of time to come to the conclusion that it was my problem and it was up to me to get the solution and you want to know no you're saying though how it was your problem and it was up to you to get the solution I thought that was fucking crazy and the way, you know, and you you did go for some help. But what I thought was fucking crazy when you were telling me a while ago, the way you detoxed. You know, and like you obviously know now, but like, you know, when you detox from alcohol, what you do is you go to a hospital, maybe a rehab or whatever, and they, you know, they hook you up to everything and they slowly wean you off. You were telling me that you just don't. One day you just... Just stop. Well, what I used to do after maybe a couple of months when I get too much, I spend one day in bed wrapped up in every blanket I could find mm. and sweat like fuck. Dangerous thing to do now. Not yeah. not recommended. Um, that's what I used to do. And then I probably would get my hands on a few Xanax maybe. Mm. They kind of uh, they, they'd lighten the load a little bit. And um, but it was really Sinner only to get... Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And it was really only to get well enough to go back drinking again. That's all it was. Um, the buzz is just good enough that you wanted to sustain yourself. I think that's the way it is. And it yeah. didn't take you out of your mind so much that you couldn't keep working. Correct. I did not want to lose my mind. That's uh, what I thought was yeah. fucking crazy what you yeah, said to me. Just a small escape. I just required an escape. Just an escape. Your mind, but just a little bit better. It was more yeah. for you. It was almost a cognitive enhancement. Which sounds fucking crazy because we're talking about I know. fucking whiskey, but you know things are different for people. I I could not fucking believe. I meant I need to say that that's this other thing as well. I could not fucking believe the way you said for fifteen years straight you went to work every single day. You just had the bottle in your second yeah. hand. Like. I always had had bottles. Um, I had to have had to have the company the alcohol all the time because well it left. That was the escape thing, but not really escape. I wasn't really escaping for anything. I just was wanting to enhance where I was, in mm. it, which sounds ridiculous. I didn't have anything to to escape, really, because I didn't necessarily feel bad about myself. I hadn't done anything bad. Um, I had gone on fine with regard to responsibility, but I just wanted to um, live like I thought, with a contentment that other human beings had. And I thought mm. I took that to do that, but um, the medication. Maybe I should have got to know other human beings better to discover that life sometimes is shit for them as well. You yeah, know, it's not black and white. But um, you were uh, saying about how you know you loved about the pub, how you come home and loved. you know, or you go to the pub and you'll always see someone in a worst a worse situation than you. Always. I should yeah. say as well. I meant to specify. Um, thing about alcohol we were saying how you were 15 years straight and then you just quit cold turkey the thing about alcohol people don't realize is you can't quit cold turkey you have to be weaned off 
and I'm only saying this for people here, I know you'd know it as well, but um, when you stop, you'll start shaking. You can die. You can die from lack of alcohol. It is, you'll get seizures. Seizures are almost guaranteed. You'll start shaking. You'll be sweating. This, it's considered wor- It's considered on the same level as, say, heroin withdrawal, just because of how... It's because alcohol is a very bad designed drug, which causes dependence, but it's the same withdrawals as something similar to, like, an opiate. Well, take the shakes, for instance, which is a simple one. For years, I would have got up in the morning, I would have put a tea bag into a mug, I would have somehow gripped the kettle and poured the... The, tea, the water in to make the tea and then I would have put my two elbows on the sink and I would have drank it while I was over the sink because yeah. I was going to spill half of it. Oh, Jesus. That went on for years. Yeah. Years. Years. Yeah. And then get one drink and that stopped. That was another reason to drink. The, the yeah. shakes went. It was instant. You know? Oh, it's medication. Like. Mm. It's perfect. Um, but I did continue to eat a bit now only because... Um, uh, only because uh, I was looked after, they they insist here that I eat something sometime, yeah. because the trouble with eating was um the effect obviously uh, diminished a bit, mm. and then you had to yeah talk. when you're not on an empty stomach that's mm. so true and then get up, but um I was just fortunate in the fact that there was no accidents, and um, um I did drive a bit alright only when it was absolutely oh, necessary. <laughs> To be yeah. fair, back in the day, they're driving whiskey and everything. Like it was, mm. it was different. And you, you drove home from the pub. Like it, there was no designated driver. No, no. You would never have been the designated. What would you do if someone told you you're the designated driver tonight? For fuck's sake. <laughs> fuck off. Probably the, <laughs> probably the worst bit. I can remember it. I actually can remember it. I came out of the pub, and I had had a. I was in it for a long time. Yeah. And I had a great big motorbike. <laughs> there was a ramp going down to the pub and I forgot I drove the bike in yeah. and the bike was facing downwards towards yeah. the wall and I wasn't able to get it back up so I had to get the guys inside the pub to just because it was a big heavy bike to pull it back up a bit and I got it started and to hold the bike till I got up on it once I was able to get up on it yeah. I was able to maintain balance but I couldn't stand <laughs> so you <laughs> I couldn't so, stand. Uh, so little, you were so drunk, you couldn't stand. Well, no. You could ride a motorbike. No you were grand, that. like, spook it, like. Could have been a horse. Thing. Yeah, well, so... There's, <laughs> there's all, it could have been a horse. Very good, yeah. It was, uh, there were stupid moments like that, but generally, uh, generally, I was reasonably, obviously, reasonably careful. Never crashed the car, never fell off the bike. Um, once I got stood up. Yeah. <laughs> but it was... Um, I can't say it was a learning time, but one thing I did learn about it probably was vulnerability, you know, because you were vulnerable every day to all sorts of attack, to all sorts of accidents. You know, you were, um, it was a dangerous time by most accounts, but it was a good way of, um, at the same time, it sounds ridiculous to mm-hmm. be half drunk and very alert at the same time. It's, it, 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 you're more clued in to different parts of your brain, so yeah. you're seeing things differently. That doesn't mean you're stupid. You know, when someone's high, let's say they smoked a joint, like, they'll look stupid, their eyes will be red, you know, they'll look all goofy. But, like, what's going on in their mind, you wouldn't know what they're actually thinking about. It could be something very you know, philosophical, even. You know, you're saying about the drunk story. I wouldn't feel bad about that because I, I have a real good one. This isn't from me, this is from a friend of mine. He was near Wishing Well and he was real, real drunk like. And uh, he thought fucking Wishing Wells could take card. 
So he drops the fucking card in the wishing well. Doesn't get it back. I wouldn't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he... I think it's... Well, basically, the lads are kind of coaching him into it. They're all saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way it works is, see, this is like the salt water they have in that, that beach, you know, where you can float. The Ooh. way the wish... The way the wells work, because, you know, they know people want to take card. You just throw your card in, the wish is made, and it floats up back. To the, <laughs> the, the card did not fucking float up back. Well... Uh, you do. You probably. Um, you definitely do have a have to have a sense of the ridiculous to be in the company of a drunk. Yeah. And I don't mind referring, or I don't mind when I was drinking to be referred to as a drunk. Mm. There's no reason for anyone to be polite towards you once you're abusing something to that extent. Mm. You know, I mean, it was dangerous for other people. I was just being abusive. You know, and. Um, what I would say though, like, if I picture an addict, I pi- I'm picturing someone extremely long hair you know out on the streets not working hard you were productive you were fucking hard at work you just shit together like while you're in a state where like shit isn't together like your your brain's going yeah well was so it, hold your shit together for that long it's stressful well probably drinking to me was so important that if i didn't continue to work the guilt factor would take over anyway mm. but i mean i wouldn't have finances to drink so i mean you can steal for mm. drunk, for drink or drugs, you can steal for them. But I wasn't prepared to do that. I was going to work. You're going to fight for your meals. Yeah, exactly. I respect that a lot, honestly. Mm. And you were saying that you know, sort of what the way you sustain yourself is you're drunk all day and then you work and you make the money yeah. and then you can keep going. There's a there's a circle when you can just maintain your job. See, the problem with addicts is they can never maintain their job. That's what's impressive about you. They never maintain their job. Addicts. That's when it all oh. stops because they can't maintain their job. Well, the funny thing about it was, you see, I was actually doing a job that I detested. If I had been left in the workshop, I think I would have been fine. I only started to drink when the golf started because yeah. I detested it. Every single thing about it. I have no interest in golf. I hated the work because it was really? boring. I detested it. You hated golf? I hated it. And I, I, uh, he's heard me at the start. It's Blackwater Golf Course on. You detested it. It was the biggest No, I fucking hate golf. Everyone says to me, because there's golfers in my school, they say, so you live beside a golf course and you've never played golf. And I'm like, yeah, love. This is how it is. Like, That's crazy. So yeah. although, you know, it's worked out well now and you've fucking done something good, like, but like you, you hated it at first and you just, you stuck with it and you, you didn't like it at first. You went into it hating it. Well, it was a discipline. No, probably I hadn't great discipline as regards the, the drinking, mm. um, but I had a discipline as regards work. Now, probably yeah, yeah. they say first a workaholic and then an alcoholic, and that mm. possibly is true. I probably was a workaholic before I was an alcoholic, um, because work is an escape. It's the, for a workaholic, work yeah. is an escape. The yeah. very same as drinking. There's no difference. It's the same escape actually. Yeah. Very same escape. Yeah. But um, but no um. I don't necessarily think people today should be terrified to take a drink that they're going to become an alcoholic. You won't necessarily become an alcoholic because you take a few drinks. You already are one. Yeah. If it affects you. Predispositions sometimes genetically things like that. You know what I find funny, and um, I don't. I don't want to talk about myself too much. But I find funny though. So the first few times I was drinking, like it was lovely, it was real euphoric and all. Now when I drink, maybe it's because I'm on some other medication. But when I drink now, what happens is all my, my inhibitions are all lowered. I could do anything and I could say something stupid, but I actually just get a bit 
bored and I kind of forget things and I don't get real happy and like I get more it's like more confident but it's more just that I don't really give a shit like I do I do anything and then I get bored and then I get rowdy because I'm bored and I'll start fights and things like that I don't get the whole you know you see some people when they're so drunk they go around giving everyone a hug doesn't do that it does it doesn't give me more love but then you'd also see people and they get drunk and they fucking do something terrible like well, whatever is going on down deep definitely surfaces when you're drinking, when you drink plenty. Alcohol yeah. does that. It brings it to the surface, whatever you are. A lot of drugs do. Mushrooms do that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a skunk uh, when you're sober um, and nobody knows it, you'll be a skunk when you're drunk and everyone will know it. So <laughs> it's, it's the most delusional drug ever. I mean, I don't know. Let, like, what do you think? I think... For a lot of people, their weekend is this. I'm more talking about Dublin. Like, or uh, their night out will be say it'll be on the coke and it'll be on the drink and it'll mix the two of them. And I know you're probably thinking you must be talking about some crackheads. No, this is common. This is Dublin for you. That's the entirety of Dublin. But they'll do that then, and they would prefer that. Just all those drugs that just basically they work on the same thing. They just boost their ego. Their ego is going and going. They don't get anything out of it other than the ego boost and it doesn't and that's not even a sustained sense of confidence because after there's a crash and they're worse off but then so some people you know their idea for drugs is just yep get my ego fucking skyrocketed i'm gonna pull all these girls and all and then there's also drugs though where you take it and you learn something new that's what i think and i don't see how people choose the left option the option you know coke and drink other than say maybe cannabis, shrooms, whatever, LSD, whatever the fuck you want, like, you know, I don't get why people are so much more interested in the left option. And I suppose I ask you in a sense, because you've, I suppose you've done the left option. I'm not saying about coke, but like you've done the whole, the alcohol thing. What I'm saying is if I was to get addicted to drugs, which is something that could happen, I have the gene for it. Alcohol would not be the drug that I get addicted to. I don't, I don't enjoy it the way you enjoyed it. No, well, you do definitely have... Well, I've tried other um, drugs and alcohol is my favourite because... See, that's why I say it, because it's your drug of choice. But for mm. me, I don't get that. Well, I probably the reason... One of the reasons are... You grow up with it as well. Yeah. And the other reason, uh, a silly thing to say, I trust alcohol. Mm. Because I know the limits I have with it. I know the behaviours, how I behave with alcohol... I had a limited control over the amount I'd consume. As I say, I'd stretch a litre of whiskey over a day. Mm. Now, if, if it was a little bit more plentiful, I would drink more of it. But oh, yeah, um, I didn't want to get um, locked out. Um, it's the same thing every time. It's something you can expect. And it's, uh, what's the term for something that, uh, you know, you get more of which makes you more comfortable uh, consistency it's the same consistency and yeah. it's the same thing every time the same effect every time you can count on it let's say you take a bunch of fucking mushrooms i don't know one day you could be fucking shaking out your ears and then another day you could find out the meaning of life so uh, you can't be addicted to that i suppose i was probably addicted to being comfortable with myself yeah that's all it was and it over a length of time, it took that much, uh, a litre of this stuff a day. Um, How come you weren't comfortable with yourself if you were such a hard worker? Would you, do you not pride yourself on that? Or is it never um, enough? Uh, maybe the sights were too high and I was not achieving where I wanted to go. Yeah. Definitely the golf course was not helpful because about 
it was opened about a month and I detested it. And it was a full-time job, so it was the very same as... as uh, it was a bit like imprisonment. I had invested this thing. I had invested. I had to work on it. So you're I was so in, stuck with this now. Yep. I was it's like you're prison. stuck with some fucking shite dog or something. Yeah. And I was you have to live prison. there with you now. Yeah. She's like, yeah, she, you have to fucking live with it. Yeah. You're sleeping beside what you fucking hate. You live on the golf. Yeah. Fucking hell. So I was, I was imprisoned. Yeah. And, and the drink was sort of lifted me out of this imprisonment temporarily yeah. now and again so basically that was it it got you through it too because mm. i mean you did work while you were drunk like so it got you over the tough feelings and then you got to do the hard work like would you ever say this might be a crazy fucking concept but would you ever say the drink made you work harder well it took the pain away it's a great yeah. pain killer you know because yeah. i mean you will get tired and when i get tired i uh, step up a little bit a little extra touch that's why spirits I didn't want to be carrying around pints of beer in me all day I, had, long. I, get, I get sick of that. Piss um, me stomach up. I just wanted... If alcohol had a chem in pill form, I would have still taken it. I would have taken it in the pill form, because yeah. it would be handy on. So I just wanted that fix. I wanted a fix. And I've tried it's other things, but alcohol seemed to be very neat, tidy, controllable, and you could observe, you could know the effect. Mm. Because, I mean, if you get... If you buy any type of uh, synthetic sort of drugs, you really don't know what you're... No, you don't know. You don't know. Because none of them are legal. No, because... They're not regulated anymore. At least with the bottle of... The percentage of alcohol in it was written on the bottle. So, yeah. I mean, I couldn't go too far. You know what I never understood? Why? Because you'd be such a perfect person to do it. And it'd be... You, you wouldn't have to work at all. I know it's good that you are working. And thank fuck you are working now that you're off it. Why the fuck were you never the type for the homebrew? I mean, you've a massive shed there. You'd have no bothers at all setting up your own factory. Like, and when I say factory, you know, I'd be talking about a factory for one person. But like, you'd be able to set up a system so easily to just homebrew your own alcohol. Should people do it in prisons? They do. Prison wine. Well, what I was actually going to do one time was distill beer. Just get rid of the beer and just hold on to the alcohol. I know how, where you're going to freeze it. Yeah. <laughs> Freeze jacking. Yeah, I was going to do that. That's very easy. And then it would wind up very expensive for the amount of alcohol I was going to be getting. I yeah, had yeah, time no, for it. It was better to go because I wasn't concerned about the, the the drug at all. I was just concerned about this particular effect that allowed me to continue working at something I detested and not get very tired. Fucking superpower! It sounds like a fucking superpower. Like. I, I might I just I might start using them for school or something. Yeah. Couple of shots in the batch. Yeah, it worked very well. <laughs> it does work. That's crazy to me. That's yeah. you see what they have now though. Instead of that is they have things like ADHD pills which you get prescribed, and that's mm. a similar idea. You see maybe you've ADHD or something, and you see what they do now is instead of you drinking, they'll just give you these pills, and huh? you do the same thing. Funny about the ADHD, you're dead right now. Um, one of they put them on those pills, and it's the exact same concept. It just lets them work harder because life is less shite. Yeah, it's less taking tired. the shite out of life. It, it, um, I did find it would be convenient to be a little dull in life. Um, mm-hmm. And probably alcohol and drugs, in, in another sense, can it can dull a lot of feeling for a start, especially feeling. No. Yeah, numb. 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 Numbness. Yeah. And the numbness is convenient. Yeah. You know, it's so fucking convenient. We have so many emotions that we don't need and they get in the way and they don't help us with our survival. No, no, they're, they, no, they don't because we respond incorrectly to them one way or the other. Um, you see, um, <laughs> I mean. Talk a bit louder if you can, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you're dead right. I mean, what you just said, I, I would count it wasted emotions. Um, they take a lot of energy. 
and they coax you along into situations that you don't want to be in, into thinking you don't want to be. And for me, the alcohol done that as well as shut out a lot of that stuff, you know, just, yeah. just shut it Fuck out. Fuck all that looks and, like. Yeah, it was kind of. And then going to AA was totally different because you were constantly talking about yourself, which you had to do. Oh, Jesus. Some but people must hate that. I was a real piss off because the last <laughs> person I wanted to talk about was me and the last person I wanted to hear anything about was me. Yeah, yeah. But And then that three months, I'd done a month inside in um, Asheree, um, which was fine. Grub mm. was good. It was a rest. Yeah. And then um, then I went to Brewery. Um, great place, if it suited you. Mm. Um, there was three months there. Um, Did you not detox in either of those, no? Um, ah, yeah, you would have got your few pills and things like that. But, uh, I mean, when you did your first detox, though, uh, you sh- you tell the story, sure. You were saying when you first tried, and you told me a while ago, and you went into the hole. Yeah, well, <laughs> detoxing I never received. So many times I had stopped. I had detoxed myself so many times, uh, mm. basically by just sweating it out. Yeah. Wrap up into a big ball of blankets, yeah. shake for the first day, shiver and shake, and popped his annex, all of them I could get my hands on. <laughs> and um, the second day, you'd probably get up and get a shower because you'd have to. You'd be just sodden. Yeah. You'd be sweated out. So, really and truly, that was the detox setup. I never, I can't remember of either of those treatments. I just remember you told me a story, and this might have been one of your first detoxes, and uh, you, quit, you quit cold turkey, you didn't touch anything. I don't know if you, I don't think you did any pills or anything, and you said, you just crawled up into this hole and for three days straight, you just shaked. Yeah, and I asked you, did you get a seizure or anything? I think you said nearly. It's a miracle you did uh, not get a That was seizure. the risk. Yeah, I used to roll up above in the corner, up, up in the bedroom at top because you didn't want to meet anybody. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to hear state. what was going on outside yeah. because there was an awful guilt feeling about all oh, You know, so much had to be looked after and done and here was I yeah. fucking wrapped up in a blanket yeah. in a corner sweating it Being out, sick. you know? Yeah. But, um... Um, but um, would I want to go back to that again? No, the trade-off is not good enough. Alcohol was grand. Life is, it can be shite, but sure, probably the same for everybody. But sure, isn't it nice to talk about it in retrospection? Mm. That's what yeah. it's nice. It's fucking life. Like, Jesus, if we didn't have this to talk about now, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where the conversation would be going. I'll steer it the other way soon, like, cause I know you've done so much of your life, like. Well, you see, um, when life was less complicated, it was easier to make people happy. Yeah. Today, there's no so many media. options. There's so many options, and they don't really... Everything is a fix. Sure, your gender's an option now. Yeah. Not that... Not. Yeah. I, I don't want to get fucking killed for this. No, maybe it should be, maybe it should. I just say I'm making the point that there is more options. Well, there is. Well, <coughs> but then there's options come at cost. You know, um, options can be an escape for today. You know, the the fixed things for today, mm. but um, but they may not fix them down the road. You know, um, yeah. Uh, f- fixing, mental fixing, was always an attractive issue. It's just, um, and even religion mm. can be a fix. You know, mm. I mean, you can. Everything can actually be a fix. Yeah, you know, anything that just gives you some contentment. Yeah, and a bit of freedom and take your mind off your mind. Yeah. Sure, for some people it's fucking family like. Yeah. But it really depends. I think everyone's vice can be very different. You know, you were, what was it? You said to me 
I don't think you've ever met a single human that doesn't have a voice. There would be something wrong, but there wouldn't be human to begin with. Yeah. Um, and it can, you see, the trouble about voices is if you could choose your voice, some of them are quite constructive voices, you know? Sure, it could be, it could be a workaholic. Mm. Yeah, and in itself, yeah, fine. Probably the biggest voice, I think, is you get certain women who absolutely love children. Children, yeah. really? They'll just love kids. They want to spend yeah. all their time with kids. Now, that's very fortunate because that's what we want women to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just the lucky ones, you know. And I don't know what upbringing actually... I don't, I don't know if that can come out through upbringing. I, I think it's more of a... Uh, I, think I, think if a, I think it's more of the makeup of the person, you know. Um, I think uh, if a man really likes kids, he'll just go to jail. Well, <laughs> I've observed a few, but it makes me cringe. Sometimes. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah I, I, know, I can think of stories too. It's horrible. I think, uh, well, I tell you, the reason I cringe is I think they do it in public for show. You know, they're such oh, good Jesus. fathers and they're this, yeah. that, and the other thing, you know. Um, they kind of piss me off because I'm not one of them, I suppose, anyway. But oh, um, those things, certain things in life um, should be very private and at home. These um, wonder, even even romance between a couple, when you see um, public displays of that, you know, maybe a pair is married for maybe 10 years and you see them uh, holding hands and giving each other little pecks on oh, the cheek. Like, I mean, you just know that's a fuck up. You know, yeah. some soppy bitches <laughs> like, just fuck off, would you? You know what I'd see? I'd see a couple down on the main street and the rage I'd feel. I'd be like, can you just fuck off? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't need, like, we don't all have this life enhancer. All right? I don't know. I think I think they're just they're probably actors of a type. They, they, um... Oh yeah, every time I see on the main street and all the lads, you know, all the lads in my school and they have girlfriends. Like the second they see it, and they're always holding their girlfriend's hand because you see on the main street is where you'll see everyone else as well, and they want to be seen with their new woman and all, even if she's absolutely gowling. Mingling. <laughs> they want to be seen with their new woman and all, and like when they see it, they like look at you for a minute and grin, and they're like, "Oh, I have a young one beside me." And I'm like, oh, lad, I don't give a shit, like. Well, um, funny about that now, um, maybe it's just a male thing, but um, I think the I think the guys who demonstrate that thing don't know where they're at, you know, and they would, I would imagine they wouldn't be the greatest company for a girl either. But, yeah, um, they'd be so clingy. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But um, there is a great, um, there is a great sense of achievement, of course, in clamping on that uh, woman that everybody else wants. You know? Oh, yeah. No, like... It's just not, just keep it in a different category than, like, you know, a new job promotion. But it's still interesting. It's still cool. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. You're, yeah. you're fucking killing it, like. When you display the thing, it's not something for display, you'd imagine, you know. But, but you see, it's, the peculiar thing about it is we do all those things. <laughs> we change so much over a, a period of time, not just in appearance now or anything else, but attitudes change so quick. And the more... The more there's a change going on in society, the more influenced they are, the faster people change. You know, I'm sure there was a time when people would remain with the same thinking probably for 40 years. Yeah. Whereas now it's probably only five years, you know. Yeah, I know it changes. I, I, honestly, a year for me, every time I'd look back at me from a year ago, I'd cringe at myself mm. so hard. Like, yeah. But you still get that, I mean. Oh, yeah, say, how, yeah, how was I thinking? Yeah. What, what yeah. was I thinking that? That's fucking stupid thinking. But sure, it's great that you can do that. You know, some people can't do that. It's, you know, 
Well, you will hold on to your old thinking if you haven't got a new one, obviously, yeah. because you wouldn't be anywhere without yeah. your thinking. But um, but no, I, I know, and I have met people. You're dead right now. I have met people, maybe twenty years. Maybe there could be a gap of maybe fifteen or twenty years since I would have met him that Mister Matt, and it would be the very same. Same. We're carrying on the same conversation the next day. <laughs> Ten or fifteen or. 20 if you years have ago. something that works, it works. I meant to ask. I hope, uh, I don't know, it's kind of gone off the conversation and I hope the wife won't mind, but uh, back in your day, back in your youth, were you uh, known for being a, a Rizzler or a, did, you, did you pull much? Um, <coughs> yeah, only for one purpose. It was just seen as an achievement. Yeah, um, it's such a, it's in school, in school, it's always an achievement, even though it means fuck all and it's so stupid. It's not healthy. Yeah. Um, it's not, and it's cheating. It is a form of cheating, and you're messing up somebody else. You know, you're reacting to fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, do it, do it. You've had your, you've gone through many. <laughs> yeah, you do that, and actually. I didn't want to ask, but that's uh, no, interesting. No, no, bother, and probably would still do it, um, and would be ashamed of it. Well, I wouldn't now, it's a fuck's sake, come on, it's someone else's, it's someone else's feelings you're playing with here. Yeah. You know, don't do them things. But, um, but it takes a long time to get sense, you know. Um, Oh, it does. You, you know, you're born stupid. Yeah, um, I, I, I suppose experience is different things and how it affects you and how it, uh, being perceptive enough to see how it affects others, probably is the best guideline. But that requires taking chances. You know, um, yeah. um, you have to kind of put the. You know what you have to do. You have to fucking dive in. I woke up one day and I just said to myself, "I'm going to be a stand-up comedian now." I never watched stand-up comedy. I've always known for being very, very funny. That's all I had. But I just decided I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And I dived in. Zero experience. I went up on stage and I was just like, whoop this, I'm going to do it. And I just did it like that. I'd never... Right. Like, I have no... I have no reason to think I could be a comedian other than everyone oh. says I'm funny. And there's the work online, but, like, other than that, there's no reason for me to think that I should be able to get up on stage. But I just dived in and I did it. And then I just kept at it. To have a goal... And something to chase is important. And I think the goal is now set for you, which is your leaving, sir. But that's why no one chases it, because you have to set your own goal. Yeah, um, that's a complicated one, um, because life is endless goals. I suppose um, probably with um, education, what you're led to believe anyway is that the more education you get and the more you adjust to the school system while you're in it, the more choices you'll have when you leave it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if I was to start again, like I didn't go to school. I went to national school. You dropped out, didn't you? Yeah. That's crazy. I was only 12 when I left um, school. 12. Um, yeah. I know that's kind of standard for your time, but still... Well, it's, it's just crazy that you dropped out at 12. And uh, well, the, fa the father got sick, and so I had to stay at home for yeah. a year for things. Um, well, actually, at that time, everybody done... You know, the leaving was quite popular at the time, but really? I, I had no interest in it because um, I only wanted to know all about what I wanted to know now and what was useful right now. Yeah, the study bit is so stupid. And the, the amount that you have to remember for no, with, without an actual reason to remember it. You know, to remember something, you actually need a reason to remember it. Like, like if, let's say if I'm trying to remember, you know, a person, like you were saying how you add in a few details and then you'll remember an idea or a, let's say a person or a person's face. Like, 
With study, there is no reason to remember it. So your brain just doesn't. Unless you're used to it, you can train it. It's like a skill. But I think, I, I, I think even a study is genuinely like watching paint dry. Did you, did you send the lads to, as in your kids, did you send them to evening study? No, not at all. Yeah, you're no. too right, like. And they turned out grand, like. Well, you see, it all doesn't stop when you're done um, study, you know. I mean, if being a real hard grafter and you get excellent marks or you do a really good degree or whatever, and you get a job that supports that sort mm. of study, mm. um, now can you do the job? I mean, the job is not just study. It is a, now we're in a different playing field, you know. Whereas, um, uh, I think study want to be more, more, more broad and more in the interest of what you're interested in yourself. Because well, sure, you should see the lads who are shit at everything in school. I, I suppose I can say it because I'm not mentioning anyone specifically. You should see the lads who do shite in the majority of school subjects when they get in the woodwork room and we're doing practical, not theory. When they get in the woodwork room and we're doing practical. Well, they start cooking. They do good shit, like. And you see, they're shite and everything else, but when they're working with their hands, when they're doing what's, you know, they like doing, something that's actually interesting. And the thing is, that is something that will fucking make them money if they want, like. Well, you see, we're obviously all not the same, and we have different brains, and some brains are adjusted academically, and some of them are adjusted then to do, well, let's call it physical work, or craft work, or whatever work mm. you want to call it. <clears throat> the trouble about it is the system, because of the people who are in control of the system, are academics, obviously we're going to bring academia up onto a higher level. Yeah. They were just looking after themselves. You see, sure, it was, we've gone <coughs> full circle, because, I mean, at the top there was the farmers, like, they were the top mm, of that. And, I mean, they would not have really been um, academics. Now, they're very smart people, but they were never academics. No. Um, no. Well, um... Uh, well, as soon as you pick agriculture, it's getting quite a tricky thing to be in. You know, to have to study subsidies and grants and all these sort of yeah. things. And they're good at it now. But um, uh, but then education became... You see, education is expensive stuff. And it's a pity to see it flaunted. I mean, if you get some guy and he's interested in laying blocks for the rest of his life, mm. who's interested in that? Yeah. What's the point of all the rest of the stuff? What's the point in putting him through maths class? Exactly. He doesn't. He, the amount of maths he's going to need is going to be not a lot. You know, um, same thing then a carpenter. Okay, he needed to be a geometry for roofing and things and all the rest of it. But but now there's a whole lot of other things that he does need to know and he will not be taught and in school. And he's not going to be told them in school. No. He's going to have to learn them outside school and he's going to yeah. be worse off. Yeah. So what I meant to actually say fucking ages ago, but then, uh, I don't know, I shouldn't think of it. What I thought was crazy, so maybe I have the story wrong, but this is the way I've heard it. So what happened was you, you know, my father and everyone else, you know, in that in that uh, family, yeah. you were given the land and that was for a field. And you know how there's that thing in Ireland where when you inherit inherit your land, you have to keep the farm. If you don't keep the farm, you're dishonouring your father's name. Yeah. It's a load of bollocks, like. But I thought it was so fucking brave how you were given this land, which is supposed to be a fucking cornfield, and you were like, yeah, I'm going to build it. I'm gonna build a fucking golf course. It's quite brave, like, and it's crazy that you went through all that. And I mean, I'm sure you got so much judgment, and then it was shite as well. It was so it was hard. It was so difficult. God, what I went through a hell. Said, that sounds like the fucking worst see, time period. The only thing to nurture, there's many things need to nurture, but the biggest thing um, I found that's necessary uh, to nurture is trust in yourself. 
Um, yeah. To hell with what says, what people say, and what people think. Um, if you trust your own judgment, now it can lead to your detriment. I know as well, but um, to believe in something and to maintain the belief, um, so you can chase it. Yeah, well, the rest will happen as long as yeah. you maintain the belief. Yeah. Um, advice. I don't know about advice. <laughs> um, you know what I would actually. There's one thing I really was going to ask. It was about. Uh, something about fucking golf course, but I forgot. Ah, I don't know. Go on, but what were you going to say? I forgot. Well, you see, um, <coughs> achievement is achievement. Now, you can. You see, the funny thing about it was the golf thing, it was a great achievement to build it and put it there. So, you don't necessarily have to have an interest in something to achieve doing it very well. Yeah, that's true. To. You no. didn't care about golf, you just cared about. Uh, never played golf in yeah, life. You just like constructing it. And the garden, yeah. you love gardening. Yeah. 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 Well, you see, it's a it's a nature thing. Um, it's permanent, as as permanent as you want it to be. I mean, it's not something that's. I mean, the golf course won't go fire or anything, <laughs> you know. But um, it doesn't even require maintenance. Yeah. But um, I would think, I would think the only way to keep the mind stimulated is new things. Now I know there's a discipline there as well that you have to watch because you can't keep doing new things. Um. What's this? The old people used to say, a "Rolling stone gathers no moss." In other words, if you keep doing different things, you won't, you won't accumulate any money. Yeah. <coughs> but I never had an interest in money anyway. I just enough to do the next thing I want to do. Um, Would you say? Oh, sorry. Do you have something else to say? No, no. Would you say that time period where, you know, you just bought this fucking shy golf course you hated? You just use your father's land, so people are disgracing you. And you know, if this doesn't work out, I am so fucked. Which is a good motivator, to be fair. Would you say that was the worst or the most difficult time period in your whole life? Because you've you've had a long life. Well, there was apart from everything else, we were going to go seriously broke, and we were going to lose the land because we had borrowed an enormous amount. It cost an absolute fortune. Yeah, um, an absolute fortune. And because um, it was well done, and um, I mean, even the irrigation system alone was, I think, that time thirty-five thousand pound pounds. Now, mind, um, even though we don't know how to work ourselves. Yeah. But um, no, uh, there was one thing I had learnt from. There were many things I learnt, but one thing I learnt uh, that stands out, and it still stands out. If you go in chin deep into something, mm. and there is no way out, it doesn't feel that bad because the choices are all made. You've no yeah. way out. Sure, that's what it's like when I got up on stage. Yeah, sure, I'm not exactly. going to, you know, the choice is made. Yeah. Oh, I think you're getting a phone call. Ask around the world. Probably only tomorrow. Yeah, Because uh, yeah. you're probably home from Aston. You're probably better home. Uh, I'm going to the chipper now. Does Rory... What do you want, Rory? Oh, Jesus. The, your fucking Meyer's getting this chipper. Uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, I'd love uh, just a bag of chips. would be perfect. How will you get something with the chips? Uh, Burger or something? Yeah. Do you, what do you like? Uh, you know what I'll go for? I'll get a burger with just ketchup and mayo on it. Okay, chips. You getting anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what now. Chips. I'll pay us back for this. I'm not yeah, fucking stealing your dinner. And what did you say? Burger and what on it? Uh, just ketchup and mayo on the burger. Right, huh? and burger. And a bit of, and bit and of cheese, actually. Right, huh? Here, John, me to just send the text. I'm a real good typer. Here, you hold the recorder for a second. Yeah, You're probably thinking this is quite shite for the podcast, but no, trust me, this will be so funny. This will be so funny the halfway through yeah. the chipper comes in. Uh, chips and burger with just 
ketchup and mayo and cheese. Nothing else. Write your name after it. Yeah, well. Because you could think that's what I'm looking for. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, do you want to put in... Will I put in what you're looking for? No, no. Just, just as long as you were That's what you want to know. What, 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 what did you want? Good job. One thing actually I meant to ask as well, I think we were already talking about it, but uh, were you ever a man for the GAA? No. No? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a man for the GAA either. And it's so shite because. Did you go Blackwater Primary School? No, Balabala, little small little place. Well, with Blackwater, everyone played GAA. It was basically, there was the entire class, which is thinking of it as a massive group, and then there was like my five friends, and we were the only ones that played GAA. You see, GA become uh, a symbol of many things. Um, first, it became a symbol of being really Irish, Gaelic. Yeah, sure. Know? It used to it yeah. used in the war, and um, it probably was a community. It probably was a seen as a character builder. It had a whole lot of things going for it when there wasn't anything else. Mm. Only trouble now there is, you know. Um, it definitely gave us something to do as community, right? Well, it did, yeah, and there was a whole lot of regulation involved in so far as you had to behave yourself, you had to be self-disciplined. There was a lot of things going for it, you know, and there still is. It teaches um, good morals. It's like the church. Exactly. It does teach some good morals, yeah. but it yeah. still has all those fucking problems, like. Well, and the fact that they don't get paid, like. Why don't they actually pay them? Because you're a businessman, so you can tell me if I'm wrong. But would that business not work better if they were getting paid? Because then it would expand, then it would become more competitive because there's money involved. Like, well, I know it's great at the minute because they can get everything that they have without, you know, paying anything. But, like, if they actually did pay, could they not take it to the next level? Could we have, like, our own fucking Irish NFL, like? Well, what would probably happen there is that we would have these one or two super teams, like in the soccer, that would represent the whole country. Mm. And there'd be precious little attention paid to the little, small little leagues and things all over the yeah. country. You see, the, the the money is not paid to the players, but it's paid into clubs to keep clubs. Yeah. In the country, have thousands of clubs, you know. If, if that was soccer, I don't know anything about the soccer setup either, but they wouldn't be acting like that. Yeah. Wouldn't be acting like that. So... Um, A little bit louder again, if you can. Sorry, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I'm fucking breaking the ball there. So, no, um, uh, I have no... Crow to pluck, as they say, with the GA. It's just something that I didn't get started off with an interest in it and mm. then didn't develop any interest in it. Um, didn't develop any interest in sport in general. Yeah, yeah, no, me neither. Like, no. I, any sport, never did any sport. <coughs> it's just because you're so hardworking. Would I say competitive? I don't know if you're competitive, That's, but you just you seem um, like someone who'd have a mindset for sports. Well, um, she never even got to golf. That's a sport. I know I never played that either. Yeah. Um, no, I have no, I have no interest in sport. Uh, I have an interest in competition. All right. Yeah. Um, um, like anybody, to be the best or as good as you can be, but uh, sport, it's a repetitive thing, really. Um, even golf. Oh yeah, uh, there's always the next match. Yeah, it's the same, the same, the same. Um, uh, the other, even the golf thing. Um, I mean, they just keep doing it i don't know it looks Why? so boring yeah. they're just staring at the fucking floor like and there's a tiny ball you know what it is it's great focus oh you know i'd hear from golfers like 
all right, when I'm playing golf and I'm in a competition, the only thing that exists is me and that ball. Right. I don't see any, there's nothing else that exists to me other than me, the ball, the stick. Yeah, no, there is, there is that. And, and I'm, I'm sure all sports are the same. And there's no doubt about it. The, the Gaelic is a, it's a great, definitely a great character builder altogether. And it's great for community. It's getting difficult now with so many people, you know, moving to cities and places and trying to get back for matches and things. Yeah. You could probably argue maybe there's something better they could be doing. Um, now, there's loads of things you can give out about clubs, you know, but I'm not going to go there because I think we'd be lost without them. Yeah, what what would the Irish teenagers and kids know? Well, what would they do? Well, at least they won't be on the phone when they're playing a match yeah. or training, you know. Um, so uh, it, it's and it is definitely a character builder because whether you like it or not, you're going to have to a lot. Well, if it <laughs> if it's disciplined enough, you're going to have to take a lot of scrapes and raps, and that's tough. I know? think if they're not out playing the GAA, all the kids will just start playing the PlayStation all day. But you see, so. the thing is like. So, and you know, this is another thing of your, they choose what they want you, your goal is and what you want to focus on. It's like the leaving cert, like, that's why I couldn't get with the GAA thing. And I'm happy enough with myself because with that free time that I had, because I wasn't a man for the GAA, um, I just did other things, like, there are just other things than the GAA, you know? Yeah, it, it's probably something you need to be um, brought up with generation after generation, you know, being involved yeah. in it. Yeah. Do, do we have not... Is there no hurling in our that this side of the family like no, that? No, none at all. No, well you see, how I, do we how do we get to be from Blackwater and have that? I don't know. I mean, I, uh, as a youngster, I was never at a hurling match. Yeah, never because the boss man or the mother had no interest. Busy, in it. Like, they yeah. didn't go there. It was one place they didn't bring us to. Um, have I any regrets about it? No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all because I was umpteen other things to be done uh, that you could do. You know yourself. Yeah, exactly. Interests like. I had. Uh, matter of fact, um, probably if I had been going to matches and involved in GA, I would have never done any of the other things. Exactly. You know, you fit in so yeah. much, you know. But um, but now uh, it's a it's a thing not to get involved in today or even talk about it because it's um. It's like religion; it can get you in trouble. Kind of. And yeah. It's, it's going through a period as well, which it's hard to know what direction it's going it's in. It's kind know? of like religion, but people place bets on it. Kind of. People like place that, bets in religion. No, but, um, but no, there's no doubt about it. Um, but then, I mean, every country has its sports. Um, I, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're available to the same extent as hurling or football would be here. I don't know. But, um, but you know, sport, competition, you see, competition is the life blood of any community you know, yeah you need to be competitive um you know but it doesn't necessarily necessarily have to be sport that is probably the most convenient one because it's right in front of you yeah yeah <laughs> you know? exactly but sure um, it's chosen for you it's like school again yeah um i could never get that feel good factor from kicking a ball around the field or no. using a hurl i could never get it so um just unfortunate, but then the boss man didn't bring us to matches or anything because he wasn't interested. So, he didn't care about it. Yeah. yeah, so it was, it was fun. No regrets, like fuck no. it, like who cares? No, no. no. Well, I, I've learned to give up regretting things I can't change. Yeah, stoicism, you know? I think it's called. Yeah, exactly. I mean, just steer around that's all okay. <laughs> I had a great fucking question, and I'm after forgetting it again. I think it's my biggest problem, and I just, I swear to fuck, it's like it happened yesterday. The brain fog. Killing me. Yeah, um, sometimes when there's too much going on, 
um, things slip our minds all the time, you know. Um, Do you know just having a chat? It's funny, though. Yeah, well, you know, we all get our best ideas when we're not thinking about the idea. You get the best work from your unconscious, you I do. think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What were you telling me? There was the, the writer. Which now? Uh, he was an alcoholic, and the way he did his work... Remember? Oh, God, yeah. What's this? Yeah. It was a cross He would have been um, Austrian. I think he was an American. But I think he probably could have been Austrian or something. But he never stopped drinking. Um, and he, what he would do is he would probably um, piece things together. He'd have a variety of he- headings, maybe, you see, for what he wanted to write about. And then he would um, get nice and drunk not too drunk now because he would lose consciousness then mm. but just enough to take the conscious mind out of the way and let the unconscious mind start to write where it flows and you get your creative ideas yeah. and you were saying what he do is he get real drunk in the evening he does all his writing yeah. then when he wakes up in the morning he's all tetchy and overthinking and Tidy he's feeling like shit then he tidies up the writing yeah. and he was fucking famous to be fair that's a that's another man you know working hard while on the fucking drink I, I Oh, I got the fucking question, and it was a really good question. I got the question I was looking for. What it was was, are you a man of faith yourself? Yes. <coughs> Not the faith now that you get below in the church down there. Mm. Um, I is do... it still secular, though, or is it still in Christian? No, 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 no. Just no. the environment. Just, sorry, just the universe. Oh. Um, it's all It's all just happening. I yeah. Mean, um, uh, now you can, I won't say play with it, you can wish it. Mm. The universe wants to give us everything because it's costing it nothing. Yeah. Give us everything. But you have to become perceptive to it. Um, and it happens at a strange uh, pace. It's not fast, it's not slow. It's, it's um, own, uh, what do you call it, a frequency? Yeah, frequency. It's vibration. Or yeah, said. yeah. Um, and I do know if you wish for something, that triggers it. Uh, if you want something bad enough, Manifestation. Uh, yep, that works. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about that a lot. lot. I and visualization. Done it without realizing. Well, visualization. Um, like for instance, the van is outside there. I remember we had an old white thing, and uh, we used to have a biodiesel. <laughs> it was a real joke. But anyway, um, I sent to Damien one day. Said we need to get a van, and uh, so it's uh, going to arrive. Though we won't go looking for it. And he said to me, you know, Jesus, here we go again. You know. So no 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 I'm serious I'm going to think hard on this one now I'm going to see it visualize mm-hmm. it and so, by the way to be blue and yeah. it'll arrive here mm. all right that's fine so anyway about a month afterwards a fella came here one day to buy a stove off me of all things I had an old mm-hmm. lovely old stove and <coughs> I went in I had it in the basement down there I carried out the stove for him we'd done a deal on it put it in the back of his van and I just happened to say to him. Jesus, say it's a lovely clean van. He's yeah. a really tidy fella anyway. Yeah. And he said to me, matter of fact, I'm selling it. Right? Oh now, my God. The van I saw in my mind's eye was a blue van, and this yeah. was a blue van. Blue so van. I said, we're kind of were halfway there. That's crazy. So he just said to me, I just said to him, how much do you want for it? I think he wants 2800 for it. And say, that's fine. He said, the only thing is, there's a hands-free set inside him, and you have to put it in it, he said, mm. and I'd have to be taking that out. Because it cost him a hundred and something quid. So I tell you what, no bargaining, no nothing. You ask 2800 for it, I'll give you the 2800 and leave that phone thing in it. Oh. He said, right, do you know? Yeah. The van arrived and it was blue. Exactly like the one I saw. I mean, what the say. fuck? It's like Christmas, like your Christmas list. Just arrived. Uh, now, um, I can't, but 
so those things happen all the time, but we don't notice them. Yeah. So yeah. with you then, it's not a, a divine being or a, a god. It's a philosophy. Um, no, it's actually a power. Or a power. Sorry. Yeah, it's a controlling power. Manifestation. Sorry, with you, exactly. that's the idea. Yep. It's the. Yep. Um, so th- I think the way it works is that you picture it in your mind, you think on it, and you focus on it, and it comes. You obsess over it, and uh, it comes. Yep. Uh, and if it was a car or something, drive it mm. as often as you can in your mind. Um, feel it. Make it as material as you can in your mind. Mm. And that speeds it up a little bit. I've seen it. When I want something, there is no rush. I just keep it in my mind. I'll visualize it coming here. Let it be on a truck or whatever it is. The color of it, the shape of it. Everything about every detail I can get about it, and it will arrive. Yeah. Just do. Just do. Right yeah. now, I'm kind of like manifesting, like I'll be like a, a comedian. I'll have like Scrooge yep. McDuck money. I'll be able to just jump <coughs> into all these money pools. Infinite women. That's my current manifestation. You know, I think about it all that. Not too much <laughs> at the same time. Um, you see, you don't want to overpower the batteries, as to say. <laughs> um, one thing, the most important bit of the three things you have just said there, between the money and the... I was only making a joke. Yeah, I know that, but, it, but, but uh, seeing as you did make yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the comment and the thing, um, pick the most important piece and the first piece um, and concentrate on that. If you overload the thing, I've, I've found anyway... Then they're just thoughts, normal thoughts. Yeah, the detail going, makes going. it complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, have to, you have to really picture this thing. Like, you do, yeah. you do. But if, if you think about it really and truly... Anything that has happened to date, with yourself or any of us, if you really think about it, it didn't just happen. You had thought about it, quite a lot about it. That is very true. That is very true. But is the uh, is the said person who gets that? Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Oh. That's one of my slides. Um, sorry, I missed up a little bit there. Uh, no, 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 it's fine. Doesn't matter. My point was, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. How do you know it's said uh, the way it works when, you know, people think about it? Which is true. How is it, though, that how do you know it's a person with said first thought is going to be the one to do this thing? But I can actually answer my own question because when you're thinking about it, you're probably talking about it and then you're going to spread the idea, I suppose. Anything we ever done, we thought about it. Mm. We might be after forgetting we thought about it, but we were actually thinking about it. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would certain things come our way? What, what brought them there? I certain mean, ideas. Yeah, there had to be... Uh, nothing comes from nothing. No, there had to be. There were coaxed. To, coaxed. But the, the universe wants to give us everything. It's just we won't perceive the fact that it wants to give us everything. We won't... In other words, if you want one thing at 10 o'clock in the day, and you want something else at 11 o'clock in the day, and you want something different again at 12 o'clock in the day... The universe just gets confused and stuff. Yeah, it's like, ah, you're asking too much now. Yeah, like. but any pl- any place we ever arrived, we brought ourselves there. Do you know something I just really, really thought? Uh, I might offend someone, I don't know. But you know you're saying this manifestation thing and that, you know, this is this is true. Do you think sometimes when people pray, they, the reason it works is because they actually manifested rather than talk to some divine being? Very same thing. Do you think that's, that's actually just a manifestation? And do you believe that's just, I don't know, it's like a thing of the odds are more likely something's going to happen if you're thinking about it, or do you think it's a force within? We bring ourselves along through thought. Do you think it's a thing like nature, though, or would you say it's more just a thing of... No, no, it's a, it's a power, some sort of power. Yeah, I it's don't, like a, it's a force. It is. Um, and you see, the funny thing about thought, 
the amount of energy that goes into into a thought alone is massive. Mm. Um, we, uh, I don't know now, but I know one thing: people who w- probably wouldn't move a muscle and think very hard would exhaust ourselves. Mm. So oh, yeah, yeah, thought takes a lot of energy. But no, the universe is quite happy to give us whatever we want. It's just we don't prepare ourselves for it very well, you know. Mm. Um, but um, and uh, funny thing about it, um, I don't pay much attention to much of stuff you get from religion but the jesus man was an incredible fella because um you walk on water no he told us all those things <laughs> yeah um, no i don't mean as, as a yarn he, he told us even when i'm only after saying there um he told us there was no end to whatever you want yeah no, he, he told had us all way. those things he had a way of making people dream who else was it martin luther king yeah. I have a dream, whatever the fuck his that's slogan right, was. Right, that's right, yeah. that's right. All the charismatic people, they, uh, they can make people believe things. Well, you see, if enough... Well, Einstein said the same thing. He said if, uh, if enough people in the world believed one single thing could happen, it would just happen. Mm. So he was on the same line. I mean, he was saying that thought moves things. Yeah. You know, moves things. But um, you see, today we're so... Our brains are scrambled with too much outside interference. I mean, you take the old scholars of way, way back before. I mean, most of them became hermits. They wanted no, they mm. wanted no outside confusion or complication yeah. upsetting the drift they were on, you know. Yeah. So today it's a bit strange of a time. But, um, but no, um, you must have a belief in something. I mean, mm. someone who says... Oh, yeah, it's essential. Yeah, well, it is. It carries you through. But definitely, um, it all happens in the... It all happens in the universe. Um, there's endless power in it. Um, I won't say it can be played with, played with through wishful thinking or anything, but close enough. And You can kind of harness it a bit. Like, yeah. And you re- can change the way it's going to go, maybe. Well, the religions, most of them that we know of, actually work on that anyway but they didn't tell us they're doing the exact same thing and then they could just be maffing off about the other side of it and maybe they're actually doing a tried and true concept that actually already just works like and that's why yeah yeah. yeah. it's a bit like how meditation is actually just a thing outside of buddhism yeah just when you see (laughs) the other thing about it was religion gave some of those groups and people it gave them control it community it, it did but it, it it actually gave them a power and a control over people you mm-hmm. know i mean that was a lot of it but um no um if you believe something actually if you think of anything that ever happened in your own life you did have a belief and a thought of that way i mean even if you look at even if you look at life the way it went along and look back on it i can now it was kind of destined to go no other way. Yeah. Now I made mistakes. There's yeah. nothing worried about that. Um, you will. You can't make anything. The mm. person who never made a mistake never made anything. But um, at the same time, there was a baseline thinking, and if you can just follow that, you know. Um, but um, then again, there's an awful lot of things we do, and there was no need to do them in the first place. You know, yeah, we can have endless anxiety about it and uh, planning and scheming and expenditure. I mean, just watch your next fag. It's kind of like that. Yeah, exactly. And the minute you put this one out, you're thinking of the next yeah. one, and it's, it's, it's the same sort of setup, you know. But uh, 
No, um, I don't know if life need to be, it doesn't need to be complicated, even though today we live in a very complicated world. Um, I'd say rather than um, acquiring a lot of data and knowledge today, it's probably a good time to get rid of a lot of it, a lot of thinking. Oh yeah. Just get rid. Well, of it. we've started. I mean, there is no religion. <laughs> religion well, that's yeah, yeah. one that's gone. But but a lot of thinking uh, is a waste of time because um, it's not going to go any place. Uh, it's already been taught as well. Exactly. You know. So you know, um, simplicity is great because um, it leaves you open to other things. You know. I mean, the human race always followed it trend i mean even still after all this time the first car probably had four wheels under it and the most modern car today after all that time has still four wheels that's under. because a horse has four legs i suppose yeah but the horse didn't have a steering wheel no he did not <laughs> well no he had reins sometimes more than the operator of the yeah. horse yeah <laughs> but um yeah no um it's uh It'd be very hard to, it's very hard to, it's very hard to wrap life up in a few sentences. It's, it's more complicated. Jesus, there's no one word to use to describe life other than life. <laughs> it word. is, yeah, and I think at the same time to get the best out of it, it wouldn't be good advice now. I know, but you do. Have, there is an element of risk that's necessary to get yeah. the best out of it. You know, it's not all cushy and and, and play safe and, and jog along. Right? You won't, well that's what you get at the other end whatever you put into it that way you know mm. but um well you know with your risk and all that you'll always get good stories to just tell your kids like well there is that um as long as they're the podcast even. as long as you don't go broke and they're on the side of the street somehow homeless <laughs> but um um there is um you see the whole thing as far as i could see from my own point of view is don't get immersed in success don't the minute you succeed at something almost instantly abandon that thought and move on to the next thing don't, don't wallow in success because um it, it feeds on it all the enjoyment comes from the chase i think so yeah there's no doubt even even um dopamine um it's during the chase not at the very end you'd imagine i'd be at the very end when the achievement is there but it's actually not no. it has happened just prior to that but um no to, to to wallow in success um you'll just stay there you'll end up like conor mcgregor you know he's yeah. gone he's just doing coke all the time he hasn't yeah. won a fight in so long you know actually i may before we go on something else i want to direct the conversation a little bit to your career if you don't mind what will be your because you know i know we've here entrepreneur and you know golf course owner past inventor but what would be your career timeline? What were your few jobs? I mean, you must have done... Did you do some farming? Um, <coughs> a little. Um, I actually... Um, we probably may go now. Um, but we can get back to it again. Oh, yeah. Farming. Um, yeah, it was nice chiller outer, you know. Uh, it was grand. You could... Uh, I had cattle. Um, now, the reason I had the cattle was because I got a massive rate spill for the buildings because they were rated as uh, industrial mm. so what we did then was we took all there was i think there was six working here at that time we took all the machinery out of it and um out of the workshops and we built a new one up above a town we worked up there 
and I put kettle into those ones. So I wound up with a whole bunch of kettle. Um, calves, actually. You've so many interesting things to figure out about Moira's uh, doing right. something. Yeah, we'll go actually, we can get back yeah. to this anyway. Sure, what I'll do is I'll, I think I can pause it and then I can just continue another yeah. clip after I write that. So yeah, we just eat and then do that. Yeah, perfect. All right, we're back now. Took a little break for the old chips and that, like, we were just talking about that a minute ago. Um, yeah. All right, so I was going to ask you about the, um, what's your future ambitions? I mean, you what, what, what age? You said, you said it's all right if you said, what, what, what age are you now? Uh, it's, uh, 68. 68, so yeah. it's 68 now, and you've kind of done your fucking, done a lot, to be honest. You've had your, you've definitely put your mark on the, on the world, almost, in a sense. You'll be remembered. But you do you still you still have plans, ambitions. Oh, yeah. yeah, well, um, anything I ever do, I kind of reckon the fastest way to get on to the next thing was to put behind what's already done and forget about it. You know what? You won't be in a nursing home. You will be building the nursing homes. <laughs> well, um, well, um, I, I would like a. It would be nice to disconnect sometimes. You know, just pull the plug. Mm. Um, the drink used to do that, kind yeah. of, but I um, don't want to go back there anymore. Um, I suppose, future thing, um, I would probably like to work with people as sick as I feel I am myself, <laughs> mentally mm. I mean, um, off the wall people. Um, interesting people, um, the odd ones, the unusual ones, the different ones. Mm. And... Um, uh, suppose because of the place here we have space in the house and the space outside obviously where the golf this is this is a lovely dining room actually yeah uh, a place where people could have a bit of peace and quiet um, with likewise people and know? they communicate together yeah. and they, feel, they don't feel as alone yeah, so no, you want to you'd be looking to be a mentor yeah, no I would like to have a very s small situation in it's, it. it's like a small the, circle and you're not the necessary leader you're exactly, the host you're not exactly exactly yes. and how how do you find these people i mean i assume the way you wouldn't you wouldn't go about it like i don't know give me people with autism that's a bit too blunt you'd find you'll find um, them you kind of headhunt them sure i suppose possibly people that i would find had lost potential uh, one time they had a lot of potential and they lost it someplace go for uh, people expelled yeah, and maybe even people who oh, made a wrong turn and... Um, Did the wrong college course. Kind of just got off on the wrong foot. Yeah. You know? uh, and uh, that's, Would that be something you'd kind of, you'd somewhat, you feel for him, like you'd relate to it? I'd relate to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could say that um, the last 30 years was a waste because I had no interest in that golf thing. Now, at the same time... Um, because uh, I was more interested in creating things. Now people argue and say, but you create a lot of enjoyment for people. No, I didn't. They create their own enjoyment. Yeah, <laughs> you just gave them the tools. Just the place was there. Yeah. Um, you provided. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then I suppose um I don't know how the the, the trouble I would have had with the engineering end of things is that I probably wouldn't stay at the same thing long enough to extracting worthwhile from it you know mm. whereas the golf thing i had no choice yeah it was there the people demanded that it was maintained and looked after so in a sense i had a boss man that i never had yeah Someone that was uh, a you, boss you could even say you had a baby to look after 
Exactly. There yeah. was a responsibility. Yeah. The money was invested into it. There was a responsibility to maintain it. There was a lot of stake. Yeah. Things yeah. at hand. Yeah, you yeah. were fucked if this didn't work. With the inventing, yeah. ah, sure, if you took a day off, a day off is a day off. You were grand. Yeah, it was okay Ooh. to take a day off with your old career. You don't like that, though. Well, you see, dreamers are fine. But I've seen a lot of hungry dreamers. Yeah. You know, um, they do have to be something, uh, something with a solid base to it that's reliable and yeah. and yet somewhat tangible. So in a sense, I, I try to, 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 in order to alleviate regress, uh, it's nice to look at at least the golf thing. I had a boss, yeah. the general public with a boss. Someone working. Yeah, because otherwise, um, something that I could have just left. You know, I move on to something else. I'd have it moving on to the next thing, the next thing. Because I do have a down, I do have a belief that um, life is really, uh, as far as I'm concerned, about having as many experiences as possible. Mm. Um, you can either have... Getting own. good stories. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can have as many experiences as you want, or you can have none. Just do the same job for 40, 45 years, clock in, clock in, meet the same people, go the same road, back and forth mm. to work, the same, the same, the same, the same. You can do that either, but uh, fuck it, um, life's too short for that, you know. Um, uh, and as I say, um, people would say probably sometimes, why, why work so hard? What it's all about, you know? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. do this and why do that? And I was saying earlier, I never forgot what George Bernard Shaw said, you know, when they asked him... Um, what was his thoughts on the afterlife? And typical, of course, he wouldn't give a straight answer. And he said, yeah, I want to leave this life all used up. And I thought, that's brilliant. Don't be yeah. minding yourself in old age. Use it up. Use it up. Yes. Old age is not when it stops. No. no. Sure, I mean, yeah. No, it's true. Fuck well, it. Our culture leads us to believe that you reach a certain age. 65. Yep, you're no use to society really anymore. So they pay you some sort of a pension and everything mm. and just stay out of the way. Well... Not interested in that. Not for uh, you. You've no. gone three years over your uh, so for the average person now. Apparently, yeah. you should be three years useless now. But you're yeah, that's uh, not uh, true. Uh, and I, I think you kind of have a mindset on the thing. Uh, I think I probably might retire at eighty five. Eighty-five. I think I might, yeah. Eighty-five <laughs> might be a good age. Yeah. Well, it's only a mental thing. I mean, if you said that I'll be banjaxed at seventy, I can guarantee you, you will be. Mm. You'll be fucked at seventy if that's what you. Expected. Maybe, ah, maybe, maybe this is doing sense. Maybe I shouldn't say this one. But I'll go for, it, I'll go for. It. When you are say eighty-five or you know you're 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 older or whatever, you're, you've quit your work. Mm. Would you ever think of going back to old habits now that there's? Well, sure, you're you're eighty-five. Your health's already gone. Oh. Would you ever think use this opportunity now? No, bring because back to the, old days. the reason I think to go back to the old days, I. Um, Pretty convinced I got everything out of it that was possible to get. There was nothing left in it. Yeah. The brain stimulation, the burnouts, all the rest of it that came with it, the confusion, the con all that. It wasn't serving you anymore. No, <clears throat> it had finished. Yeah. I think it was Churchill said one time, Winston Churchill said that uh, he was unlike most people. He got more out of alcohol than alcohol got out of him. Yeah. Now, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he got by yeah. on it, all right. But, um, but no, uh, it was just, you see, if I didn't have to have had the alcohol, mm. I think a nervous breakdown, and many of them maybe, uh, I wasn't as strong uh, as yeah. I appeared on the surface. It was a very fragile, the whole thing, mm. very fragile. It's on thin ice all the time. Yeah. Like. So the alcohol kind of was a medication. 
Yeah. Sure, I mean, ugh, it's not a medication or it's not a medicine. I would not recommend using it like no, medicine, no. but it works the exact same as many medicines. You know, it disinhibits, makes you tired, has yeah. similar mechanism of action in the brain as many of, you know, the drugs you'll get in the pharmacy. It's going <coughs> to work like a normal drug and it's going to have its health benefits that even a normal drug will have. Now, with alcohol, the reason and the reason why we're not, you know, selling and fucking pharmacies and all is has all the bad effects. But Sure. Yeah, it's it's like a normal medicine, you know, when you're taking it every day. It's going to have its good effects. It and no one would even fucking believe that. No one would believe it. Well, the, the the big trouble with it is, is probably the fact that you can self-medicate and get as much of it as you want. If there, yeah. was, if there was greater restrictions on alcohol, the same as certain tablets, um, like codeine or something, mm. um, then, because, I mean... See, co- alcohols are thing to party with, you know. You don't party with your medicine, necessarily. You could. I said it with you, medicine, because I suppose, you know, you are using it like it was a pill you'd take, and you'd work on it. Yeah. You see, alcohol is what you do when you're not working. You know, many. Well, you're <laughs> it dead. A party, it's a party drug, kind of. What you say is dead right. When I had a lot of work to do when I was tired, I would save what alcohol I had for that purpose. Yeah. yeah. Because it took, it was a painkiller. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like it's yeah. that's why I say you use it somewhat as a medicine, like. Yeah, it's a painkiller. Yeah. Even referred to as medicine. <laughs> sure, there's there are many, there are many very successful people who uh, they made their way through with many vices. You know, and vices that he would even, you know, performance enhancers. I mean, the, the obvious one, we'll say, fucking wrestlers or boxers or whatever. Oh, people, people in sports doing um, Trent and other steroids, things like that. I mean, there's one of the most obvious examples right there. Like, Yeah, you see, when um, the human body is uh, on the mind, it's resilient to a certain extent. And sometimes if you focus so high, if you make the, put the bar of your what you want to achieve so high, you may not be able to get there on your own resources. And the painkiller is very good that way, you yeah. know? But it can't be recommended. I mean, no, you couldn't. cannot recommend. No, sure, no. you can't recommend alcohol because someone no. could drink and then because it's so, you know, we were saying it's a very dirty drug, like it could make you get extremely angry. And then another person could drink complete opposite effect you don't know the effects of it all the time no for other people for usually the effects though for you stay the same kind of book well um i suppose uh it started off a small thing and i played with it i mean i used to only take a, a drink of a saturday evening it was yeah. an unwinder yeah. and then of course i'd get a little bit more that i have a little drink of sunday as well mm. and then of course one maybe after a year or so maybe a little flat nag and a whiskey maybe Wednesday would be grand middle of the week <laughs> Wednesday yeah and then I'd start maybe Friday instead of Saturday and yeah. then it became every, became every day then yeah every day uh, well when you when you cross the line the line's crossed you know that is exactly right I think that's so, it but <coughs> oddly enough I have no regrets um, sure you wouldn't do I mean you have it all here like I know but even cares. from the social end of things I mean you know I'm sure very often it was people would have said oh there goes that fucking drunk again you know and yeah. I, I have overheard that as well yeah. several times. but it didn't bother me a whole lot I was on a trip and that was that and the trip's over you're doing your own things <laughs> fuck them like exactly, exactly to be yeah. fair what I would say is though for anyone with those thoughts fucking they thought wrong like cause fucking hell you've proved them well, for most people, maybe I was just lucky, you know. I was just lucky. I mean, I didn't lose any fingers or I didn't crash into anybody. Yeah, and Jesus Christ. Just got by, you know. But you can be you can be just careful, you see. Um, you know, um, I find it no matter what I've ever been at, uh, 
focus don't focus on a whole bunch of things because that just creates confusion focus on one thing and the one thing when i was drinking i always focused on is not getting in any sort of trouble over it yeah that's how you drink well yeah. that's how you drink just no trouble avoid it every way you could avoid trouble yeah because it is one yoke that makes trouble fucking hell it's mm. it's crazy that it's something that's sold in large rooms and groups of people like jesus christ you wouldn't give fucking i don't know well i mean they want to stop people vaping and you can drink all the alcohol you want yeah i know yeah that's what I will never understand. I've so I've gotten into trouble at school for fucking vaping. Oh, fucking stupid. It's a long story. It's a real long. I, I'll tell the story, but first I want to get on to my point. Uh, the vice principal then he asked me, "Oh, did you quit the old vaping?" And I said, "Ah, uh, maybe, maybe." And I was just grinning at him. Don't give a fuck, like. Mm. And uh, then, oh yeah, he's going on about how nothing will go, nothing good will come of it, nothing good will come. Of it. And then I make the point. Ah, but sir, because I mean, everyone, a lot of people in my year, they go out drinking every weekend. So I says, I just says, sir, I'm like, ah, sir, it's way better than drinking. And it's straight away, because his job, you know, he went to go and argue. But then, no, midpoint, he's like, yeah, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> and the thing is, they're not going to do anything about the people drinking, because it's just mm-hmm. Ireland, and, you know, it doesn't, they don't care. And the thing is, it wasn't that I was even vaping in school, that's why I made that point. So I'll tell you what happens. The... <laughs> Mr. Or, uh, I can't say name, sorry. Uh, all right, I go to a certain school. Principal, um, he's after having two of these assemblies now, and in both of them, he's after saying, look, we know most of his vape, so what I'll tell you is, is you can vape anywhere, just not in our school. But vape away, vape away, just anywhere, but not our school. And they said it twice, and I'm like, isn't that facts? That's so fair. That is so fair on students. Uh, we were in Talbot Green, which is outside the school, but I guess beside the school. And I walked out of the school, so I was going to go meet my friend at the shop. and Because uh, it was eight, and class starts at nine, and you can leave the building at eight. Oh. And you, you, just, you, know, you can leave at eight to go to the shop or do whatever the fuck you like. I left at eight, the, the school. Mr. White was in the fucking car. Oh, fuck, I just said the name. Yeah, exactly. uh, it's grand, I don't care. It's a true story anyways. I'm not saying anything, it's not wrong. So Mr. White's in the car and he drives past and he's with uh, the other fucking principal by, oh, I'm going to call him Mr. Bongo, or, oh, no, that's not going to work, Mr. Mr. Banjo, uh, Mr. White and Mr. Banjo, they're, yeah, they, they cross, they're, they cross as I walk out the school gates and they ask, oh, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm just going to shop, sir. And they're thinking, Rory's a trustworthy boy, Rory be a real trustworthy boy. That's what, that's what they said they were thinking. And they said, right, here, look, just be quick. And yeah, sure, of course, I thought they were off going to play golf or something. Anyways, I meet up with my friend who, uh, you know, I was going to meet at the shop. I meet him halfway. He has his vape there. And we're like, oh, yeah, fuck it, sure. We go here, Talbot Green. like. And this is where everyone goes every single morning. It just happened to not happen this morning because it was raining. But before us, there was a whole group there. Anyways, so we're off having a little vape. Like, fucking principal pulls up because he must have followed us or something. Pulls up to the alley. Takes it from us, rings both our parents. And then my man knew anyways, but like, she doesn't want the school knowing, getting trouble for it and all. Took the device. The device is something like 100 quid. And uh, rang both our parents. I'm, and yeah, and uh, apparently I was told uh, he's lost, I, uh, or he said, apparently I would have been a real trustworthy student, but he just lost all my trust. All credibility gone. Yeah, all credibility gone down the fucking drain. He went for a vape, didn't he? And uh, my student name has been damaged, apparently, and, like, 
I don't know. Like, I, there's other things I want to say, but I can't. Well, really. why, um, what regulation were you breaking? Did you not say See, lo- this is the point. I didn't break a regulation. He specifically has said, and recently has said, look, vape away, don't vape near our school. But sure, I guess he was just feeling different that day. His, his, all right, so apparently what they said was uh, there's a tall but green antisocial activity cleanup. So we are vaping. Oh. But they never told us about this. They never warned us. And as I say, tall but green is a safe, it's like a safe space. It's somewhere where people our age meet up every single morning. They meet up after school there. It's a hangout spot where people do vape because that's what young people do. Like, And people still go there even after they've done this like. It's crazy. And you know what happened as well? So I was the one using it, and this is like a 100 yard vape or something. And when I went back into the school, they were asking me, uh, was that yours? Was that yours? And I'm like, no, that actually just wasn't mine. But I'm not a rat either, so I'm not going to rat who it was. <laughs> but sure, you'd assume they'd figure it out because he's right beside me, like. But no, I told him several times, all right, well, it's not mine, not mine. And, and then, you know, he's kind of shouting, and he's like, who is it then? Who owns it then? Who owns it then? And I'm like, uh... I just told him I'm not going to rat on anyone. And he did ask me, who who was I with? Which would right. uh, assumingly tell him it was theirs. So I suppose I kind of ratted, which I don't respect myself for. But yeah, no, I told him who I was with because he forgot. And uh, what he did was, rings both our parents. And the phone call I got home was, uh, basically the phone call Ryan got home was just, Ryan, he might be, he might be, you know, associated with some vaping activity. Phone call I got home was, so I seen Rory, and he, he just told it in the story voice. So I seen Rory, he's going out to school, and I ask him where he's going. He says he's going to Pets. Now Rory, Rory's a trustworthy boy. We would trust, we would have thought we could have trusted Rory. Rory. But then we drive down to Halbert Green, we see him there, vaping away. And is there a problem with his vaping? There is. I didn't know. What is the problem? I don't know what the problem is. There is now, I mean, it can't be sold to people. Oh, yeah, there. no, well, like, if you mean is it healthy, fuck no. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, I didn't think. This is a while ago, is it? Mm-hmm. Uh, about a few months ago. A few months ago. Uh, what was the problem? Couldn't have fucking clue. I suppose we're vaping and vaping's antisocial activity, but as I say is to it? you... No, it's not like that's the fucking thing of it. Like, you'd often like I could. There's teachers who'd go for a fag outside the school. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, not antisocial at all, at all. I mean, they could be grounded for bad example. Yeah, like for fuck's sake, like it's not yes. at all antisocial. It's just having a vape. Like it's cringy, but like. I suppose from the principal's point of view is it's just to have downgrading the school a little bit when the pupils are out vaping it. But sure, you know boys are getting raped in that school not even two decades ago. Well, yeah. Am I wrong? Well, there is that. Well, the name's damaged. They do have a little bit of tidying up to do on that <laughs> thing. Right. Don't tell me I'm wrong. But, um, the only thing I'm puzzled about now is what's going to take the... Um, what's going to take place of the vaping? I think the vaping is just going to stay. So the problem was, uh, this new ban thing is more about underage. They don't want underage people buying them, which may have been Mr. White's point. So I'm 17, I'm 18 very soon. But sure, you can buy him at 17. He gets served at 17. You won't get ID'd at 17, probably. You can buy him at 16, you see. So it's like that. He doesn't even have a leg to stand on there, you know. Well, is it that vaping, because it's nicotine, will lead lead to nicotine addiction oh yeah 100% people are way more addicted to these than even fags a lot of the time 
Because, yeah. With these, you get a more fast rush as well, like. Well, yeah. The you don't get that with the fag. Fag's more relaxing, like. I think some of those, some of those don't have the, the nicotine level stamped on them. Yeah, they, they can don't. can be extremely strong. Can or you can get, you can get them online, like, under, you know, fake ones, like, and yeah, they last, they last weeks and weeks and weeks. These are supposed to last, like, two days. And um, they'd be really, really strong. I've tried them. They're nice. Yeah, you I mean, see, that's the problem. It's the nicotine addiction seems to be the, the problem. I, I, I think that's it. Or no, you know what? More is it's more the lung damage, to be honest, than the nicotine thing. Because I mean, from the vaping, will damage lungs. Yeah, or ah, uh, you'd imagine. I think what it is more is just that they imagine it will. There's not enough evidence mm. yet. There's popcorn lung, which is a condition that some people have gotten from it, but like that's only very few, and they were using the illegal vapes. Right. right. I tell you what's gone real popular. This THC juice, which is weed juice, yeah. as in like weed vapes, like, and they're grand because you can buy them in shops through a legal loophole. There's this thing called HHC. They're safe and they're grand enough, like, well, safe as you can get, like, but you see they sell in black market as well because obviously weed's illegal, like, and everyone thinks it's real weed in these little bottles, but you see you actually can't put weed into a very easily vapable form. Right. So they're all fake every and loads of people around these people who will never say they're, they're, they're too good to smoke they're too good to smoke the plant but they're all on these and they're all doing it's you know spices mm. they're all doing spice gosh yeah and it's so so many people now are they're all just doing spice and they've no no idea and it's the thing is it's not a thing of oh but you're you know it's unlucky i'll be grand with this bottle here there is no there's none that are real they're all spice and it feels similar. There's no real ones because it's not possible to make it in that much of a liquid, vapable form. You can vape weed if it's a resin. You see, it's like a tree resin and oh. you get a good heater, like, and that's why they've, they're like Pacific weed vapes and things. No, you can't get a weed that you can just put in a real nice juice like that. It's a, it has to be a, you know, a resin, a real thick resin, like, it doesn't come in that form. But yeah, no, everyone, loads and loads and loads of people my age, and it'd be even people their first time trying it, they're all just doing the spice now. Well, why do, um, why do the, why do the human need to do a ting? We call it a ting. Why yeah. To smoke and drink and vape mm-hmm. and, why do we need a ting? We need to be preoccupied, preoccupied, and we need something also to symbolise when we're going on our break. You know, your break is nice right. flag. And a preoccupy, preoccup, I can't pronounce that. Preoccupation, preoccupation, the preoccupation of just having something in your hand or maybe something in your mouth. You know, a lot of people have this thing. It's like oral fixation, mm. which is like chewing gum or it's. I think it comes from having a dodie. Probably. Yeah. So that's what it is. I think the two main things of fags. It's just something to do when you've nothing to do as well. Right. So um so it's an eight it's an innate thing you could almost say to the human to to to, to be at something like that. It's little to do with the effect of the drug either. It's a lot more to just do it. What I said the the rituals attached to it. So it's a habit thing, drive. Oh yeah. The ritual, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it's unfortunate that uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that actually I do I do uh, sometimes I uh, have. Quietly sympathise with people who have no voice. Mm. Or your voice is... My voice is prayer. <laughs> well, okay. oh. I wouldn't make fun of it, but at the same time, I'd be like, how the fuck? 
How the fuck, like? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, to be fair, probably sound like that. I wouldn't make fun of it at all. It's brilliant. If you can have that. I just don't get it. I feel like it's not possible to have your voice just be fucking prayer. Well, uh, you see, there's nothing for nothing. Uh, And uh, even people who pray, they're praying for something. There's always a gain someplace. Uh, Now, they tell me that it's actually the... You're not supposed to pray for yourself. Yeah, you're supposed to kind of just chat to him as well. You're supposed to pray for somebody or something else outside yourself. And that's one of the things I heard. But you hear so much gobbledygook about all those jokes that intention, I'm not big on prayer now, but Mm. intention is good enough. If you intend the best, like if someone comes to the workshop below and when they leave, if I feel good about that person, for a split second, my prayer will be, I intended everything, all the best could happen to that person today. Yeah, all the best things will happen to him. The things he'd like, things he'd like to happen. I hope they happen for him today. That's just about as far as I go with prayer. Yeah, well, that's what you want, like that's decent, and that's not something that's going to take up your time. Not at all. It's only a split second, and it's not for me. Yeah. No, but no, it's a weird, weird setup now. But um, But you see, the thing is, you live till we'll say people start drinking when they're fifteen, sixteen. For being realistic, you live till that age without any major vice. How does that work? I think, I think like, maybe, you know, hear this, hear this out now. Maybe the reason you go so hard on your voice is because you've lived so long without it and you've built up all this stress <laughs> and trauma. And now, oh, it's all, oh, now you're ready. Now you've figured it out. Like, it just came. There is another reason for it as well. You see, the entire sensitivity of the system is so sharp. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't bother drinking today because it wouldn't have great effect. Everything is dulled yeah. in the mind, you know. Or if you take somebody um, 12, 13, 14 along there, um, and we take alcohol, because it's the one I'm familiar with, um, what a tiny amount of that will do with all the receptors in their brain. Oh, yeah, because this is the first time their brain's ever been like, hold on, someone's a little off. Oh, this brand new stuff. Yeah. And all the receptors are awake and alive, yeah. whereas with me now, there's probably one or two receptors left. All the rest You've are just, burnt out and dead yeah. long ago. But you see... The, that's why that's why it's so dangerous at a young age because uh, apart from the consequences of an accident or over drinking or over drugging whatever it is it's the catch is so great with all these receptors i mean it is you're getting 200 percent buzz yeah, yeah, no. whereas someone like me wouldn't get 20 percent you know no. so so you see um I, I can see how to stay away from any form of drug as long as possible is um uh, is the way to go the experience as well, like when you've never drank before, like you've never actually had the experience of technically an altered perception. True. You've never been not yourself. You've always just lived and your brain has always felt the same. Yep. To have True. your brain, which has always felt the same for your whole life, to have your brain just function a little differently. It's a great feeling. like, And it's that introduction, that introduction to it is a great... Um, well... Get I know one thing. <laughs> how I knew I was always how I knew I was going to be in trouble with drink. I can remember the first drink, right? Yeah. Vividly. Yeah. I can't remember the first kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so now yeah. which, which was more valuable to me. So obviously I knew from that yeah. I'm on a trip here that's gonna last a long time. Yeah. You know? So <laughs> What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, you're talking about the prayer and all I was saying, Jesus. Imagine how silent like a podcast with God would be. <laughs> mm. You wouldn't be talking. 
You definitely want an, an extra sensory perception. To well, so you'd want to God to be an interpreter. You'd need God would need an interpreter. Get someone to act as God, and then like, cause it's a priest. We'll yeah. say a priest soon. This he'll have a deeper connection to God. He'll be able to tell the interpreter what to say. Oh, Jesus, I think that. I think that could get too much like mass. Yeah. I'd... <laughs> um, <coughs> an interpreter for God, actually, it's not actually complicated. All you have to do is walk out into any field in the springtime or what, and, and look at all the flowers and the blossoms. That's God's the interpretation. Uh, I think that's good enough. Um, Should I add? What was it? You know that film? What is the film where God is like a black man? Is the one with Noah's Ark? Yeah. God, maybe it is. So you can kind of have. God is anything like you can kind of the interpreter doesn't really have to look like God. Not at all. You see, that's what the church told us because it was simple and straightforward, and you see, it suited everybody who grasped that. Mm. I mean, uh, if you look at religions in general, mm. they're usually um, the story what they depict um, is usually kind of simple and straightforward because everybody has to understand it. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have just a God for the very rich or a religion for the very the very sophisticated. It would be too complicated and the masses would miss. And if you miss the masses, you don't get the dosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, that's the, of course, that'd be the crooked way I'd look at it anyway. <laughs> no, you're fucking dead right. <laughs> no, be honest there. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's much poverty in the Vatican. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. What did I hear about the Vatican recently? That was crazy. God it was something about the money they have. Honey, God only knows. They have their own banker anyway. Yeah, was, it, was it that? Don't, don't they have loads of solid gold or something in the Vatican? They would have stolen. I think, oh, is it something? I think underneath the Vatican is like enough to like pay for the Vatican. Something. Oh, they have like vast there. Yeah. Well, they stored a lot of stuff, you see, during the war. Art and stuff for um, various countries because they were safe. Yeah. Wouldn't be damaged. Sure, that money is just sitting there, though. Well, it is. There's news. Well, there's not newsreels, but there's films of the Nazis bringing um, gold and the gold and trains. Yeah. yeah, being in the Vatican, hiding in their vaults down there. So I'm sure it's quite possible. They're none of my angels, mind. Um, I see the. I see the Vatican is just another political organization. Yeah, yeah, one hundred. I said this to someone recently, and they thought I was so crazy. I didn't say it like you did, but. I, I made a point and it was like they were a political party and they were like, ah, what are you talking about? But you know, it's fucking true of it, like. Same thing. Even know. the structure is the same. The Pope is a government, like. Hmm. The only thing is they're even far more inefficient than Jesus. the average government. Oh, yeah, I know. And they're like... They just mope about as far as you can see all the time. But No, no. Well, no, you see, because they have God who's doing all the work. They have someone... They just have somebody push all the work to... But, like, here's what I hate, though. Like, you know, there's all this... Loving and chair and all that business, that's religion for you. But you have all that fucking gold in the Vatican, like. Well, the other thing, if you notice about them, the little bits that, uh, that I kind of fall out with them for, they're always taken from poor countries. They don't, the, the church isn't strong in wealthy countries. You know, mm. they'll be in Africa and places like that, where, where there's poverty and very little. And yeah. they, they, they take a percentage of that little, you know. They're, they're hey, what? How does that work? I, do you mean... I thought you were talking about like trokers and they donate to said no. countries. How do they... No, they no. take? Well, they do. Because you take Ireland when we didn't have nothing here. When you went to Mass, the place went around like... And you had to put your penny on it. Yeah. You, you probably needed it worse at home. Holy shit, you Actually, fucking think about it. Why is the Vatican not just funding the churches worldwide in a sense? Yeah, like funny. a subscription... Not subscription. But like a network. 
yeah, why is the church not ran like a network? The Vatican's ahead of it, which it already is, and then the Vatican should be funding the churches rather than all these fucking broke people like in like Ireland. It's asking for them. Yeah. I suppose a church is a community thing and it's community fund and well, everyone in the community uses it. Well, I always thought, well, it is a service of a type, but I always thought that actually the churches were all collecting the money for the Vatican. Really? Well, that was the main bank. No, I think usually they're collecting money, is it not, for the heating, which they never turn on, but <laughs> it's for the heating and for well, the That might be lights. the case now when nobody goes there anymore, but when you had churches, maybe three masses of a Sunday, and they full every time and display yeah. on they were collecting a lot they of, collect lot of for money. the vatican then yeah i had no idea because oh, yeah. i always thought that was just for the lights lights yeah, the lights no 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 you yeah, no, should no. be making enough that goes straight to the vatican yeah they, it's all worked <laughs> as so. their religion is massive in all the poor countries it's not that big in the rich geez. countries because they keep taking so they're no angels now you know jesus um, christ they aren't um, I never had any time for any of them religious shows. Now they're fine. They do keep the masses together. If that's if you don't expect any more, if you if you're not arsed to save mm. your own soul, they'll yeah. kind of do it. <laughs> they'll bring you in. It's like a therapist kind of. Kind of do like yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they can bring you in, and they offer that community, which is huge. Yeah, and they look after that stuff that's beyond us. You know, the God stuff. They, I think. Sort all that. Uh, I do think religion does help a lot of people. It's not perfect, yeah. and everyone who it does help says it's perfect and they worship it it's fucking not perfect at all at all but it helps people so much like people live longer who are religious it's a well, fact there's no doubt in the world yeah. about that you see it takes all the heat off the only thing is you'll die kind of stupid you won't be very wiser <laughs> 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 I mean, um, and they're very clever and subtle because even when you're dead they're still going to collect money because yeah. people have to say masses for you and they may pay for them so yeah, yeah. dead or alive they're going to get you there's I mean, a fucking <laughs> graveyard there Ah, yeah, they actually are such a yeah, fucking... they even possess all the dead to keep yeah. them. Yeah, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and then, you know, what is it? Don't they fucking pay it to, like, what is it called? And they keep running your grave to... Oh, yeah. Refurbish. Oh, yeah, they fucking ask yeah. for refurbishments and yeah. everything. And then you may pay for the masses to, yeah. to save you when you're... Chap is literally dead as well. Like, you're, you know, they're not actually... <laughs> the which? They're kind of gone... The chap, the people in the graves, they're all dead, like, are they not, is it not all just kind of over with, like? Well, it is, but not as regards the church is concerned, because you may pay... That's what I'm saying, I'm save like... prayers and masses in yokes for him. That's what I'm saying. I don't know fuck? if there's a rental now, right? I don't, yeah. I don't think you have to, I think you pay for the space. Furbishments a lot, and you pay for the space. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, like, I mm. mean, they're fucking making money off this Never debt stopped. thing. Yeah. But, like, Jesus, these people, is the idea of debt not that they're, they're just gone, like... Well, how are you still making fucking money off people when they're not there, like? Do you know what they remind, they remind, they remind me of? Bounty hunters, you know? <laughs> Dead or alive, you have to say. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. They're fucking bounty hunters. Mad lads. I know, we shouldn't be slagging them off, really, on something like that. We can just struggle good points that. to make, and, like, you can just do it now. They don't... There's no one will get onto you, like... Should I do it? I do it in the pub in Blackwater. I'd rip the piss out of the church and, like... No one does anything. They don't care anymore. <laughs> this is Blackwater. The church is a few steps up. You know what I go? Was it a uh, so um, God's house up the road? God's second house, Corrigan's pub. So that's the pub where I knew. That's not bad. That's not even funny. It's more just my. It's a good yeah. opener. Would be quite accurate. Um, well, you see, if you look at if you take um, and I know we should be slagging off religion, but if you take if you take the the whole arrangement. Even calling it God's house. I mean, God, 
when you take the entire universe, the, the, the galaxies, mm. and the, the masses that go to, the, allegedly God created all those things. Yeah. And what do we do? We build them a little house below yeah, that Yeah, what water. the fuck? Yeah. What are we at? Yeah, he's after building this massive fucking world. He can go everywhere. He's everything, everything. But you know, we're going to build him a house in black water. Oh, it just sounds so... What the fuck? You're too right. I do not... Even when I was a kid going to Mass, I found the whole thing so confusing. Oh, all the kids you know. Yeah, no, they don't want to explain it to you. They just start the prayer. There's no explaining it at all. The whole thing was a fabrication anyway. There was no explaining involved. Because, you see, people got a sort of a... They got a sense of security from it. They had tried it out. I mean, they had paganism to begin with, way, way back. Yeah, yeah. And paganism, see, so we just... And they took a lot of the stuff from paganism and they come along with this new Christian church when the Romans kind of were on the way out anyway and they were getting problems with the Christians and sure they just gave in to them and yeah, so we had yeah. this Catholic church I don't know much about the history of it because I just reckon there was it's a political politics. concoction anyway yeah. and let bollocks let walk away you know what I think oh why don't they do this so I do a religion class a big part of it is philosophy love the philosophy oh, and then a huge part of it as well though is the actual religions world religions symbols for religions etc etc why do they tell us so much about why don't they go on to the history of religion that is not studied at all it's studied in the history book but in the history in the religion as a separate subject would they ever not just talk about religion it's probably too or the history too human you it's see. too human it's too real yeah it's too human you can't say that in a christian school no they had their battles and their wars and all the rest of burning the witches and they're all literally the fucking romans um, yeah i don't know why um it's a funny thing about it now, and I don't know how true it is, but um, there's a guy called Richard Rohr. He, he's a, he's a, he is a Catholic priest in the States someplace. Most interesting fellow now. And um, he does talk about Irish Catholics as opposed to Catholics in general. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know why. They're like a different breed, kind of. They have a very different approach to Catholicism, apparently. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and they... Uh, he, he does specify Irish Catholics as opposed to any other Catholics. Mm. And his father told me now, or he's somebody who I cannot say he would absolutely tell you the truth about everything. Yeah. But when he was going through um, immigration in the States, when he was going back to America, um, in the religion end, he wrote Irish Catholic, you see. Mm. And you're wondering immigration, um, said, no, that's incorrect. And he pointed out, no, that is correct. And so away she went. <laughs> Or superiors, I suppose, and she came back and she said, "Yep, that's yeah, okay." Too Irish right. Catholic. Irish Catholic. As yeah. if it were a separate. From they do, act, yeah. You're you're actually dead right. They do say Irish Catholic. I feel like I've heard our Irish Catholicism. It's I've heard that as a term. I don't know why now or where it would have came from, um, but now as regards um, religion in general, the, to go back a bit, and we won't do that now, but. The, the Irish monk was very peculiar. Um, mm-hmm. they, they were among, they were the tops in Europe, like way ahead yeah, of all the other Irish. Don't ask me why now. Um, they were they Ireland's were. gangsters, to be honest, genuinely. Well, <laughs> I mean, do you not hear about the laundries they ran? Like that, they ran they ran the church like a criminal organization. There are criminal organizations going on right now, Kinnins Dublin, and they're doing less damaging things than the church done. The church was genuinely ran like <coughs> a mafia. Well, that's true. That's I true. would not be surprised if they are fuck, there's Kinahan connections from the fucking church, like. Well, uh, well, you see, they had state support uh, from various yeah. angles as well. But church so it's and more state, like the country was just ran like a fucking. 
Well, you see, it's yeah. very difficult to know. See, it was very new at that time. You know, I mean, we had only got away from England. So mm. it's, it's very hard to know. Church and state were married together, if you like. And I don't know which needed which. Yeah. Because we needed stability of some sort, you see. Yeah, we needed a, some sort of body to look over we us. kind of did, and keep us in order and yeah. straighten us up a little bit. So I, I, I don't know... Now, as you know, now should there's a total... So we picked sleep. the church first, and then we learned from our mistakes. Seems to we be... We did learn from our mistakes. To be fair, the government body is powerful in Ireland. It's much bigger than the church. And that is bad and good. Um, a properly run church is no harm either. Oh, a properly run church is yeah. brilliant. Well, we would assume... As they say, church can be great. Well, it can, you see, we assumed that there would be somewhat more straight and honest... As comparison, as compared to politicians, mm. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't think so. We're all just, you know what it is. We're all humans, and that being sh- not straight and honest is just human psychology. And people who get into government positions, like politicians, are the same character types that get into those big religious positions. So they just have the same characteristics. Because you can't yeah. get there without those character traits. Like, well, there's no doubt in the world about that. But I would believe that every policy, well, most politicians, before they become involved in political life, do genuinely intend to do the very best possible for the country. Oh, yeah, they actually believe in something. They, they start do. out believing in something, and then they're just, they see the life or something, and they're just like, fuck this. Or they want to appeal to the crowd more. They do. Well, they become one of the boys. Yeah. Um, and they support start talking about immigrants and all. And, uh, yeah, um, they've gone very crafty now, all right. Um, I mean, that Varadka guy appears. Uh, the Irish the, ones are way smarter than the American ones. The American yeah. ones are big mouths. No, you don't hear scandals in Ireland. No. Well, but they must happen. Uh, they do happen. We're really good at, at the brush, brushing the thing under the carpet, you know, or, or, or crackers at that. Mostly because most of us don't give a damn what to do. Yeah. I mean, in England, you will not fuck up like they do here. I mean... When you uh, become an MP in England, you write your resignation the day you move into. Mm-hmm. Um, so all they have to do is hand it to you when they don't want you yeah. there anymore. Whereas here, Jesus, when someone gets into government, she can't get him over. No. I don't know what mischief it does. No. But, um, but anyway, it really doesn't matter to me because I think it's um, very much a run from Europe anyway. So, you know, they're just... Yeah, sure. We're a very small government body which and there's just others above us because yeah. we've all the trade going on. They're All just, countries are together now. They're just yes people at the minute, you know, just yeah. totally. But um, but then it's probably better than the situation Britain is in at the moment. But um, but at the same time, Britain really did um endeavour to save their country. That's why they pulled out with the Brexit. Yeah. They, could, they could not handle any more migrants. They just couldn't. No. I mean, there's over yeah. seventy million people there, and it's not that much bigger than Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually gonna say. I heard this the other day. Uh, I, I'm curious what you even think of it. Someone said that we need Andrew Tate as a our, as our government body. Well, him and Trump and another few like him. Trump would be wonderful, I'd say, for about six weeks or so, and just sweep out of the drust. Yeah, so someone to call it how it is, like someone yeah, to say clean, how it just is. Just clean yeah. up, tidy up a little bit, and put in people who would be of some use or other. We've a lot of dross up there, and the yeah. next place you bring him then is to HSE and get rid of all that top stuff that we don't want. Yeah, in the yeah. things like that, but never happen anyway. Um, but no, well, you see, you say never happen. It's not going to be Andrew Tate. You know, it's going to be possibly. Do you hear? Do you not hear about Conor McGregor? He's running for uh, government. 
<laughs> not government uh, Taoiseach. Conor McGregor is, a, I don't know if he's his own party or not, but uh, yeah, he's running for, he's going to be running Ireland. He already runs all of Ireland's gangs, so that works, but... Yeah. No, we don't need people like that. That's yeah. that's who uh, that's that's why I said Andrew Tate thing is, you know, you, well, people find that shocking, but sure, we're actually gonna get Conor McGregor in. Like, well, we probably won't. No one's gonna vote for him. Like, no. When it comes to people, very much see politics and their livelihood pretty much connected together. Oh yeah, you know that's um, why as people get older, they get right wing or sorry, yeah, more conservative because yeah, they see how the world is. Yeah. No, we, we don't. We wouldn't be using people like McGregor or anybody like that. But we want people who are respected abroad because let's face it, we are probably the best beggars in Europe. <laughs> uh, we give out a lot. Ireland is known for giving out a lot. Troke around a few things, but when it comes to the billions, we collect them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the real money I'm talking yeah. about now, I'm not talking about the generosity beat. We're very good at that. Um, troke around a few The debt, though. But collecting the big stuff, um, we're very good at uh, going abroad and whinging a little bit and getting Get away. With. I mean, you even take the um, corporation tax. I mean, that's the only reason we have those companies. The corporation tax here is nothing. Like 10 or 12% yeah. or something. I mean, and that's been working for a long time. And yeah, no, I remember hearing about this, actually. I can't understand how the EU is so tolerant. Uh, and the same thing with tax on, 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 on cars. Um They've been tolerating that. You know that um, VRT tax? Yeah. Um, they've been tolerating... That's illegal. Uh, the EU have been tolerating us doing that for yonks now. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, sure, we broke... Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, we broke a fucking rule by putting in that 10% thing. They're not supposed to... Yeah, you're not supposed to because it'll, you know, drag all the biz, big businesses to your country. But sure, to be fair, we need the leg up, like... I wonder. And you can always just... Well, maybe we didn't. You see, what if maybe our thing is agriculture? Instead of bringing in those fucking big businesses, we let our big business be farming, which is what Ireland is for, arguably, maybe potentially. Well, the contribution to the exchequer from agriculture, now it's good, mm. but um, it's not that big. We don't have enough land here, but... No, well, you see, I'll tell you what else, we probably don't have... We don't have a good structure as a regard. Now, I don't, I, c I couldn't be sure about this, but um, our produce should be prime produce. It should it should attract a very high price, you know? Yeah. And I don't know whether, it, I don't know enough about whether it does or not. But the other thing is about, I wonder how healthy is the food. We might produce plenty of it and it might taste nice. But I mean, with all the sprays and yolks that they have now, I wonder is it good for the environment and I wonder is the food that healthy? Oh, you can't find untouched food anymore. No. But I mean, you also can't act like this is some, you know, new thing and dystopian idea that all our food is poisoned. No, because before that, we'd have been, you know, just years and years, years ago, we would have been drinking water out of ponds, eating bread that's gone mouldy. I wouldn't say it's a new dystopian poison that we're getting. No, well, because that's what people keep saying. That's how people act like it is. But sure, maybe it fucking is. Like, what were you saying about the, the water? The growing or something? The water? You mean algae and things? Oh. No, you're saying how the reason everyone's gone so tall. Oh, that now is a confusion. Um, I think that's Gramoxone Roundup. There's another name for it. I think that's one of the things for it. Now, you could argue that the food got an awful lot better, but it didn't get that much better. No. I mean, I can't remember when I was a kid. I can't ever remember being hungry. So there was plenty of food. Now, whether it was high-protein food or not, can't remember. I know mm. there was plenty of meat, plenty of vegetables. So the group was good. 
the work probably was a little bit draggy already. I mean, you had to drag and haul from a very young age. Yeah. Now, everybody didn't. I mean, people in towns and places didn't drag and haul. Is it like water? No. So, I mean, you can kind of forget about that one. So, I think it was the high concentrate of maybe nitrates, but I think it could be sprays, hormone sprays, because... And that's in our water, in our food, and you reckon that's what's, that's what's making us grow. Well, I mean, the idea of those is they grow, you know, ground, so... When I take Roundup, or Gramoxone, or any of those, mm. um, or glyphosate is what it really is, um, glyphosate is a hormone, and what it actually does is it exhausts the plant growing. Yeah. It exhausts it. So now, if you eat... If you eat plant food that has been exhausted through a hormone grown, a growth hormone, now you're consuming that growth hormone. So, I mean, the growth hormone is a growth yeah. hormone. Why don't people use it then? What was it called again? The phos- phosphate? So, glyphosphate. 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 Why aren't we using that then as a safer steroid, a slower steroid? That's cool. That is a place to... Well... I mean, because if it's already happening to us and we're eating... But I can imagine some people get really into it and they, you know, try and give themselves more and more. And I mean, we're not dying from all this food and water, so it can't be well, as bad as steroids. We're not dying from it yet because you must remember this height thing only happened 25 years ago. Started 25 years ago. It's only people 25 years of age now that are really, really tall. Yeah, we're going to have to see how it gets. Kind of. 25 is not old enough to know. But um, glyphosate, when you see... um, The glyphosate thing... I did an experiment with trees out there. I had six of them. I sprayed three of them with glyphosate and I didn't spray the other three. The tree that I sprayed with glyphosate grew so much faster than yeah. the other ones. So oh, it works. It is, a, it is a growth hormone. Now, you could argue the reason it grew so fast is because it killed all the grass about to the trees. Instead of a few trees, you know what you do? Hmm? Instead of a few trees, you know what you do to test it out? You should get a few dogs or something. Just get them growing massive like... Well, it's true you'd have to get them from birth with it. Um, yeah. But you see, the trouble about it <coughs> is, actually, UCG, mm-hmm. students in UCG took, I don't know how many, five or six hundred blood tests from people, right? And they found the level of the actual roundup, if you like, mm-hmm. in the people's blood. One or two percent of it. Of the phosphate? Yeah. Uh, it was sprayed on plants. Yeah. They ate the plants, and it was actually in their blood, glyphosate. Every single subject has said glyphosate. It's little stuff. No, that, what I mean is uh, it was detected in every single... It was detected to different degrees. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. degrees, but a small small concentrations were found in yeah. every single person. So, I mean, if you were to do the whole country, you could say we all have glyphosate because every carrot, every parsnip, every head of carrot, every sink, every potato, everything, you, all your grain, every piece of that got glyphosate sprayed on it at mm. some stage or many stages. So, I mean, to argue that you can spray a plant which is spray and assume the plant loses this chemical. What does it do with it? Where does it go? Mm. You know, so um, that's all. The, the, the English um, medical journals are very good. There's a lot of very good reading without having to spend money. Yeah. They don't know either. They don't know. Yeah. But they accept it could that be we had a growth explosion among yeah. people. Oh, yeah. The British Island here um, over the last 25 years. And I saw it inside in, uh, I was in Peter's one day when John was in there. And I could see families like ours, you know, um, uh, massive parents my age and then the kids, small, the same size as the parent. And then this 20, 
but that time it would have been 18 year old chap and he up in the sky yeah, right so there. something now he's 25 years ago now yeah so something happened 25 years ago something does happen i don't know part of it though is as well though there are still short people my age like you know like i know like oh jeez i know some chaps like they'd be so short you'd actually want to fucking spray him down with the shite like so would you reckon that's that the glyphosate doesn't work doesn't it, it doesn't it, it can react differently with there's people. a possibility that there's probably there's a gene in their system. Maybe the parents are That's very small. You, you yeah. need to see the family. You see. You yeah, to... it's very actually. Yeah, it's more I, complex uh, than that. That day inside in Peter, I DNA. could see the, the full families. There's families in there, and I could see the whole family, and I could see the this level family, and then this book up here. Now the girls the same. When I'm outside in the cabin out there, and you know the women play the football the same as the lads. Oh, yeah. I, I mean. It's, it's not uncommon for most girls are taller than me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know. Now, the other thing about it is you say, okay, why didn't it affect adults? It did. Yeah, the young did. people who were grown grew up. The older people have obesity. They grew out. <laughs> so, it was grown That up. is a good point. That is a good point. But there's also sugar there, which sugar I suppose is a problem. Going like that. But, yeah, that would... I mean, if you, were tech, if you were right about that and we found out that a huge... One of the biggest suspects for all our weight gain is this glyphosate stuff. And we find a different chemical to use. That would be a fucking revolution. Well, because weight loss is such a big industry. Well, they had their vote two weeks ago in mm. the EU to just abolish um, glyphosate. No one turned up. So that means it's a <laughs> no one just, yeah. Nobody wants to knock us because I mean, it, it's, it, fucking, it would, it's brilliant. It works great. It demolished the whole food industry. Yeah. Industry, we wouldn't have anything. So you see, it's a growth hormone. Jesus, you want to make sure that it's safe though, and like the way they, it's on everything. It's on everything. Like. The ground is saturated with it, and worse than that, it's in the water you drink, so you can't escape it. Yeah. <coughs> you know, it's the very same. You see, what happened? The American was very simple. The American went on the rampage back. 60s, 70s maybe, on fat. That's why mm. you go buy meat in the butcher's day. There's no fat on it. It's all cut yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It's it just filtered from America. That That's fat. when they were making all the rashers. Is it, mm. Was that a different thing? I can't remember. Fat was bad. Yeah. And what they did was they swapped fat for sugar. But that was the big mistake. That's how the ant got so fat on fat sugar, not fat. Because um, I see we had a pair here the other evening. Um, uh, a more cooked... Um, it was lovely pork roast. Mm. Lovely now it was. And um, when they were finished, these great, it was a nice bit of fat, these great rings of fat and little bits of fat were all left aside on the plate, you know. Yeah, all the good bits. Yeah, whereas all my fat was used up and I left a piece of lean on the plate. Because yeah, I uh, eat the fat first. No, fat's good, like, I like a bit of fat. So long as it's not too tough, but usually, yeah, a bit of fat is good, honestly. I don't know but how we did that. You give a dog a piece of meat, the dog won't separate the fat from the lean. He'll eat all of it. <laughs> so, <We> won't. <laughs> so I mean, uh, well, <coughs> the fat is very good. Actually, fat. Um, because your man said to me, I was just remarking. You know, do you not like the fat? And he was saying about cholesterol. You know, mm. so it has nothing to do with cholesterol. So, but sugar does. Yeah. And when dessert time came, he ate his dessert. <laughs> but he wouldn't eat his fat. <laughs> <coughs> so you know. Um, <laughs> We get the wrong, uh, we get the wrong message sometimes. Yeah, it's because sugar tastes nice. To be honest, sugar is very <coughs> close to a drug. 
<coughs> well, it is addictive, highly addictive. Yeah, it kind of is a drug in a sense. Uh, you, once you start into sugar, and you can't escape it today because there's sugar in absolutely everything. Every single you don't thing. get away from sugar. No. And you see, sugar, and the reason we crave it so much is it was because it was supposed to be extremely rare, but it's just not, and we've actually no. fucked it. We've I, did, I was thinking about what I was saying about the dysto- I wouldn't say it's a dystopian thing with the, the chemicals in our food, because that's how people treat it, you know, I always see it online. I suppose, in a sense, it is, but I wouldn't describe it as something that's an immediate panic. The, the, the sugar problem? The general chemicals in our food. Oh. Because this is a huge thing online. That's why I was saying about how I, um, I wouldn't react as much as other people do about it. Some chemicals, you see, will uh, your system... Isn't that good t- chemicals as well? Yeah, well, they'll take it in your system and you'll lose it again. Yeah. But there's ones then that build up. I mean, like, for instance, when the warning was about eating fish. I mean, fish at one stage, I mean... They were almost coaxing people to eat it every day. Yeah. But you will get such a build up of mercury, I mean, you're going to be fucked. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know about other chemicals. S- chemicals, you see, like for instance, when they've done the blood tests on people, when, when the University in Galway done the, the research and done the blood tests on people and found glyphosate in their blood, where did it come from? Sure, it came yeah. from the plants. It doesn't go away. See, I mean, where else are we going to get glyphosate? Yeah, sure, it's not, kill, it's not getting killed in the plants, yeah. I mean, they weren't going around to, to, to pharmaceutical places or, or agriculture shops and buying glyphosate and drinking no. it. I mean, it was in, in the plants. It's in the fucking plants. It's in the and milk. It die off the plants. Yeah, it's in the milk, it's in, because uh, yeah. the cows are eating yeah. grass. And, and that. that's why they're using it as well, because it won't die off, the, it'll always stay there, like, it won't die off the plant, so then it's more value. Uh, no, it'll hang, it'll hang in there, and it, it's quite a, and the other trouble about it is, you see, um, there's very little uh, regulation kept on it. Some people abuse that 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 roundup. I mean, they just uh, sure, they're only help. They're only hurting themselves because it's their food. It's not like they get some special food like that's prepared uh, just for them. No, we're all on the same fucking food. Well, that's true. We it's, all shop at the same supermarkets. Like, well, you see, it's peculiar about how the thing is. See, the British government there now have um, uh, what's this way they have, they have a charge. Oh yeah, they're going to scrap cars. Uh, you can't drive a certain age car into London anymore. Oh, they're, they're always coming up with new things. They are. Because every of, week now. So because of, of emissions, you see. Yeah. And somebody said, this is scandalous, why don't we send those cars to the Ukraine and not be crushing them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Lovely. Now, that was grand. Now, you can. Now, there's a £2,000, £2,000, sure it would be, £2,000 refund you get when you get your car crushed, right? Yeah. Um, oh, compensation, or whatever you want to call it. Now, if you send your car to the Ukraine, um, uh, are they going to give you two grand? No, you lose that two thousand. Yeah. You see. But even the fact that they allow you to ship that car or truck or jeep or whatever to the Ukraine, I mean, is the Ukraine on a different planet? Does it not all affect us the same? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, that is a fucking great yeah. point. I suppose uh, England doesn't want to be one of the countries responsible for the downfall. That's what it is. No, you know, a country doesn't want to be the one to take the blame. It's like how Germany had to take the blame for World War Two, and they've paid well, for it ever since. I suppose that's probably what... You know, and I suppose Ukraine's more dire. I mean, fuck you supposed to do, like... Well, uh, there's vested interest in all those things, and, I mean, the, the simple things, the big things that they're going at are all industry things to employ people. That's all it's about. I mean, if you want to uh, clean up the planet... Like we were talking about earlier, why not tackle the roundup with the glyphosate first? Clean up our food that we eat. Maybe yeah. that'd be better. We can start there. But no. Just start small. Exactly, start small, but start positive as well. Things that directly, I mean, okay, breathing shit air is not good. We can understand that. 
But I mean, the food you're eating, if it's full of chemicals, that's not good either. But they won't touch that. Yeah. It's because there's so many problems and we don't know which ones are serious. We don't know which ones to focus on because we're being told they're all serious. Well, they probably are, but... <laughs> that's the thing. There's too many problems, so you don't know which problem is the one that's going to fucking kill us tomorrow. Which one's going to be the end by tomorrow, like? Well, the one and you see, that's one sec, sorry. And that's what happened with fucking COVID as well. Like, I'm not saying COVID wasn't dangerous, but that's what happened. We thought, we fucking didn't realise it, but it wasn't a problem we should have focused on as much. We didn't no. realise that. Was see- it seemed really serious, like. Well, they didn't focus on the problem. They focused on the help services not being not being a chock-a-block with patients. That's yeah. what they were focusing on. They weren't too concerned about... I don't think they were too concerned about well, the people at all. They just lockdown. Lockdown. Yeah, well, you see the, what they what they um, what they didn't want was the HSE to collapse. Yeah, yeah. And that's what was going to happen. It was going to the light was going to be shone on them. Here you are now. You have the people and you just can't look after them. They didn't. That was the big fear they had. The second big fear that they probably had is um, we're going to look bad abroad. Messy yeah. set up, you know. And the other thing is, of course, it was very supportive of the pharmaceutical arrangement. I mean, they're still pushing that fucking vaccine. Oh, um, sorry, that is hardly a fucking fag that is burning on your chair. I just caught. I don't no, want your chair. Oh. There's no, there's no fag in here. That's why I'm so confused. What is that? Is it something moving? Uh, Some little bright. That's why I looked at it. It's, it's a little bright light. It looks like a fag button. Oh my god, you're too right, it's fucking reflection. <laughs> yeah, it looks so much like a fag boat. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, no, it was... Oh that. yeah, the vaccine. But they did, they did prove one thing that they mm. could do. If they there could, is a problem. They could create an excellent curfew. They were able to lock us all in our homes and we couldn't leave. Yeah. That worked. And if you disagreed, like, and if you disagreed to do that, you were crazy. And you were in flipping trouble because the cops were on your tail. It wasn't just that, but you were crazy as well. And like, you were crazy. Socially, you were fucked. Yeah. And you were seen as the reason someone's granny just died. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it was very... They, that's, they just needed to prove that point. That they could do the hand that they just they did uh, successfully. Fuck, hold on. We're, fucking, we're kind of an hour into this one as well. I'll tell you what we're going to we'll do. We'll leave it so now. No, we'll do... Or, well, if we leave it, if you want, I say what we do is... We talk more, remember you were going to say about the inventor thing and the other thing. We'll leave it to another time because you know what? Yeah, it could actually, we could actually become boring and we wouldn't notice ourselves. I'd say, you know what, actually, one story though about the, there was the one with the tree. Remember when you were inventing and you built a treehouse? Uh, What's this that? The treehouse stands, and you're awake for. I don't. I can't oh, the story Christmas now. tree stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that Just that thing. story, and then we'll call it house. Yeah, that was a crazy thing, all right. But that happened by accident. Um, I was going around Dublin, Maura and I was, because she was better at driving around up there than I was, and we we're peddling these little. So when I left the factory, uh, I just had to make something. I was making basket hangers and things you put on the wall, and one thing and mm. another. You know, stupid little things like. Little yolks for two euro here and one fifty there, and that's just small inventions. Yeah, waiting for something to pop off. There were just things you hang a basket out of on a wall and mm. flower pots and yolks of that. But I anyway, went to this shop. Probably stay. I know we did say you're an inventor, but uh, what he's talking about here is his products, and he's invented. Uh, what did you invent? You invented the chimney thing, didn't you? That's true. And I got spoiled it a bit. it's a brilliant thing still now. Really yeah. good. Damien runs that now. But um, no, we were going around this um above in Renly. There was a shop. And uh, uh, a nice little small shop run by this fella, 
and I just brought him in a couple of these hanger things mm. and uh, he would have known Maura because he would have been their local shop you see in Renla and uh, he took a few little bits out of sympathy more, more than I guess and he went off for me he said don't go away uh, we went anyway and he came back and he had this piece of pipe he was with your product he went away with your products did he to sell or? no he went away to bring me this thing to show me this thing oh yeah a piece of pipe with three little legs on it see could you make that yeah no bother so that's as simple as could be so I um anyhow I'm to ask you oh no he said yeah he said can you make that yeah so, no bother so yeah how many do you want see I'd start with 150 and I said what you know 150 but this was this was massive order you know and this 40 years ago now and uh so that was fine anyway i said any harm to ask you what it's for he said it's a stand up a christmas tree in mm. right so anyway delighted now i had this monstrous order to come home to make 150 of these things and this is only about september now mm. and going along toddling on home and it just struck me if this little shop wants 150 of these what about the rest of dublin so wheeled around and mm. back we went again and now i had no sample only the one he gave me i didn't even have my <laughs> yeah, own sample yeah, i didn't have your own schematics yeah and some fellas then wanted maybe the bend on the leg or they want a couple of scrolls on various things like that mm. so make a few samples that was the plan then and come back to them the following week to these other shops yeah yeah so that was fine so anyway happened on this guy brennan was his name a school teacher in um Oh, I forget now who's this side of Innes. Milltown. Mm-hmm. Milltown. And um, he said to me, how many of those have you sold? So I haven't sold any. I haven't even made them. So I just, this man gave me this thing and I was wondering other interest. He said, are you going to be back up soon? I said, I will. I'm going to home and I'm going to make a few samples and I'm going to come back up. Mm. There's my number. Give it a ring. Mm. Fine. Away I went. Made three samples. One with a screw in it and uh, three fancy ones maybe one for 150 one for two pound and then one for i think it was a really expensive one for 350 so that was fine made up these came back the following week and as it happened coming into milltown was the first port of call you see mm. showed these to this man and um he looked at him he said have you sold many well so kind of maybe 10 or 12 shops mm. how many do you think you can make so i don't know so maybe maybe a thousand so see, I tell you what, this is a risk. He said, um, I will have six lads working here coming up to Christmas, the three weeks before Christmas. Mm. I buy thirty to 40,000 Christmas trees and I yeah. will need stands. Mm. Now he said, I won't be able to be here. But if you want, and this is a choice you have, he said, you bring me all the Christmas tree stands you can make between now and Christmas. All of them you can make. And he said, with your invoice, Unload them there, give the invoice, I think Jerry was his name, give the invoices to him and come to me after Christmas and I'll pay you. Now that was a serious He's risk. He's asking for as many as Serious there. risk. So anyway, I talk about it for about two minutes. <laughs> and so yeah, I, liked the, do. I liked the boys, so I, right, we have a deal. Yeah. I'll go no further. So I think I made them something like maybe 7,000 of these. By hand? Yep. What the fuck? Now we had a setup below there now and we had several saws and I probably had three or four lads working with me yeah, yeah, to yeah. keep pumping these things out. Still though, 7,000 is like from a factory but you actually weren't, you were fucking was, at a work table like was a workshop. Yeah. Actually I had him in here. <laughs> this, yeah, because this used to be the workshop. This was the workshop. It was full to the ceiling. We used to bring him in here with a sprung, just sprung him out like that 
And then when we bring them, sprung them back into the van when we've been delivering them. Used to fit about three, three forty in a van every time. So I know you got the it was the, the schematic off your man. Oh shit, we're coming close on the battery. I oh, know we're gone. So I know you got the schematic off your man. So it wasn't the concept. And then I know you added some extra details and things. Yeah, we did. But technically, did you build one or do you at least own or yeah, did you build the first ever Christmas tree stand? Or at least in Ireland. The first one that was other than just a pipe, I put a, yeah. bolt, a bolt in it to lock the pipe. Yeah, yeah, you own the modern design, and that's the one yeah. that they all have. That's the yeah. one every single Christmas tree uses. It. Yeah, they was the expensive one with the scrolls and stuff on it. They were a nice design of a thing. Yeah, no, sure, I, I, we have one at home. Yeah, and there was a big tube in them. I changed them a lot. The, the little one was really not, it was only for little scooty little trees. But <coughs> I think the last year we made 10,000 of them, and uh, it was a lot of work now. And... Um, one, one thing I have to say, though. so basically then, you invented, you basically invented the fucking Christmas tree stand. The Christmas tree is a got known, yeah. Yeah. It was a much bigger affair, it took great big trees. As I say, it had these bolts to lock, the, you could yeah. tilt the tree in whatever direction you wanted in it. It was much big wide legs on it. Um, it was a big lump of a thing. Um, so it, it, was a, it was a great kick off, it built the sheds down there below. And uh, as I say, there was just, now I think it was about three or four years we made them for. And I remember I used to go for one scout around the city above, just before Christmas, just to observe, you know, just, just to see what I'd pick up. And the last Christmas, I remember, I think we made 10 or 12,000, I forget now. And um, I noticed a dozen stands here and a you know, outside little places, a couple of dozen stands here. My shop would have different sort of ones I hadn't mm. seen before. And I remember saying to the guy who was driving the van for me, uh, he said he's going to make probably 20,000 next year. No, says I, George, I, I make 1,000, I think. I think I'll only make one. This, mm. thing, this thing's finished. Yeah. And I was right, I made 1,000 Christmas tree stands and I'd like to never get rid of them. Yeah. Brought him to Carlow, Kilkenny, Waterford. It's convoluted now. Wasting your time, you wouldn't get 50 pence a piece. They're all using your design. I know you got the pipe design, but the Christmas tree stand is not a fucking pipe at all. It's a black coloured joke and it's like circular, has all the bolts and all. It's not a tall pipe, so you've invented the fucking Christmas tree stand. It that is, what a way to fucking leave your mark on the world. It's fucking invention. Well... Well, the chimney thing is far better because it's a much more complex thing, and it mm. it is not being copied. It's too yeah. troublesome. It's too complicated. It's Smart. a whole lot of things we've learned. You know, I've been at it for thirty years. Uh, <coughs> there's a whole lot of things involved in it that you don't see them by looking mm. at it, but there's little subtleties in it. Metrics. Uh, finished with that as well. So demos at that. One thing. One thing. Part, big part of the reason why I was looking for was the the story about the Christmas tree stands. I was looking for the story about. The time you were awake for ages, or you, what happened was you got a really, really large order, and you were mm. saying, "Jesus, I've this amount of time." And yeah, here you tell us, sir. Do you remember? Time, time was running. That was in the very first time because I had got going. I had no much staff with me. I had really nothing. Time, I didn't hear about it early enough in play. You know. Um, so you I, got an order, or sorry, got, you got an, an order, order from a business, and you didn't hear about it in time. No, I couldn't mm. make the stuff. I, I knew I couldn't, but I could make. He told me, all you can make between now and Christmas, I'll take them, irrespective mm-hmm. of how much they are. And I remember running up to the... I was barely making enough to keep everybody happy, but not this guy. And uh, I remember I stopped supplying everybody else, and it would have been... Let's see, three days and two nights without sleep. 
which was two nights, maybe a piece of the next night as well. But I, the reason I had to stop was, I was in stay awake, all right. I couldn't, I couldn't get warm. Freezing yeah, cold. You get really so cold. cold. The cold. Is so just... for two nights and basically, yeah. So for basically three days straight, and yeah. then you slept. No break. So you worked for. T- you spent three days down in the workshop. Yeah. Right there, in that corner, that bottom corner. I had a hole worn in the ground where the welder was. It was constantly all day long, weld, 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 weld. What was Moira at while you were gone for three days? Or? I don't know, she paid no attention at all. Well, you see, there was a gap between... The... Just the, the bungalow, yeah. there was a gap there. Um, so she just paid no attention to me. All right, I used to eat a lot. That was the only hope. Keep eating, eating, eating. Any eating, headaches eating. or anything? No, no. Nothing other than just total exhaustion. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it was worth... I mean, we had probably worked the whole year for... Fuck all, and I mean, this was Those probably three days strike while the iron is hot. Oh, probably it was three or four thousand just for nothing like that because the yeah. material wasn't. Wait, hmm? how much can I ask? Because you did already tell me before. I don't know if you want to say it in the podcast, but um, so you worked for three days, you know, straight, and you didn't sleep at all. No. How much? How much did you get for it? How much? Oh, three thousand. So you made three thousand euro in three days, that's and 40, that's that's forty years ago now. That's forty years ago. I mean, and that would be, I would have worked for, I would have worked for a pound an hour. I would have worked for forty pound a week. Yeah, and how much is three thousand in uh, our T- currency? You wouldn't today. Know. That would be three thousand would be ten grand anyway at least. So you made ten grand in three days. Yeah, it was nearly like robbery. Yeah, ten grand in three days. Yeah, no bother. That was just them three days. I mean, there was. Grand oh, yeah, the other days. <laughs> much, is, much was made, don't get me wrong. Yeah, the sheds were built out. Well, it's just such a crazy story. You stayed awake for three days straight, working non-stop, Dude. and made 10 grand in three days. If the drive is hard enough, you will. You know, the drive was there. I mean, if I had been working for 50 quid a day, I would have only lasted a few hours. It wouldn't bother. The, the, the drive was so... I mean, it was just, it was like you could see the gold. there, yeah. yeah. So uh, I had bought a new van for shipping these yokes as well. I had invested a bit. In Holy it, fuck. We're on 73 minutes now. We may fucking... I'd say we uh, may we've done. this by now. We've done. done. Good uh, crack, though. Good luck. Jeez, that was a good fucking... 